Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Pointy Flatcast. I am your host Ducky O'Brien, and we're joined by my friend and co-host Oakface Gaming. This podcast is about two content creators trying to get through in life, and all the things we learned, and all the things that we want to accomplish, all the hardships and everything. This is our first episode, so it's going to be a little bit rough, but we'll try to figure things out all along the way. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy it. Please make sure to check us out on Twitch. I'm Ducky O'Brien, and he's Oakface Gaming. Other than that, I hope you enjoy the show. If you got any questions or comments, please feel free to leave us a comment at pointyhatcast at gmail.com. That's my other podcast email. I'll get an uh, email for this one going. Again, pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy. Duckmaster. What is up? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We finally come together. It's finally happened. Yeah, yeah. We're literally in the same room. Just, you know, miracles. Yeah, duct tape two webcams miracles together. That's happen. how it happens. <laughs> We've done well. You know, we were just explaining before um, about how just to make this possible, I've had to have. With, well, you were smart enough to figure it out where you couldn't have um, your webcam was um, only limiting you to one application yeah, at a time. Which OBS. is weird. Or Discord, but you figured it out, man. You yeah. broke the code. Yeah. For now, it doesn't look as nice as what you're set up, but I might I might have to go to dual webcam setup later. I guess I was it was just lucky that I had a spare one laying around, yeah. like um Yeah. It's good move. No, happy. I guess we should explain how we even got here in the first place. They tried to keep us apart, but they wasn't stopping us. This yeah. this yeah. podcast was going ahead no matter what anyone had to say <laughs> yeah i mean it might be rough uh for the first few episodes but uh, i i think it's gonna be awesome we're gonna be bigger than joe rogan <laughs> you already See, that's, the, that's what i'm talking yeah. about just need Smart, to man. get bald you know just both shave our heads we should do that for like a million subscriber <laughs> or something all right yeah. you've heard it here first episode <laughs> one if we <laughs> if we get joe rogan sized um yeah. Streams, shaving, shaving both heads. You know, <laughs> yeah. the beard head and the head head. Yep. <laughs> Be bald. That's. I think that's how we succeed. Honestly, it's, it's the lack of hair. <laughs> well, it's important. It's just one less thing you really have to have to be focused on when you are, when you got the responsibility of talking to, you know, millions of people on stream. It's just one less thing. One less thing you have yeah. to actually worry about. Yeah, the upkeep. Yeah, I, I um, imagine you're gonna need a lot of makeup for the head, for the head though. You know, don't want the light reflecting that's, off. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Yeah, you kind of see that, um, and that's a thing you can't you do hear about with people who are um, who have gone the shaving route. You know, mm -hmm. and you, you know, you see the oil on the head. Effectively, like the shiny head, yeah. and, and then you, you know, when you think about it, when I mean, you have if you got hair, if you got a head of hair, you get oily hair. You know, the oil. Has got a place to go, but when you've got no hair up there, it's just, it's you know, it's just it's the surface. <laughs> Raw I guess I was gonna, um, yeah. yeah, I was gonna ask you about just, um, you know, basically how you how you got to where you're at. If it's something you, you're cool, oh yeah, about sure, talking dude. about, yeah. Where has the origins of the duck man? How did you get to? 
the um yeah where you're at the moment, man. If you um, don't mind. Man, yeah. So like, yeah. Most people tell me I look young, but I'm in my thirties, my mid thirties. I'm getting old, but like, I had oh, had dude, a turning. What, yeah. What's your secret? Oh, uh, I think it's a lack of stress, man. <laughs> Just take everything in stride. I'm kind of dead inside, so I don't really react to anything. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, I hit like a turning point in life where, you know, I had a really low point and I was just like, man, what do I do? Cause like the world I knew kind of vanished, right? All the people, the community that I was plugged into. So I was just like, you know what? Uh, I'll just play games. So, you know, I started looking at my Steam backlog and I, you know, cause I got no money. So I was like, I'll play all the games I have in my backlog, which is huge. They're all old games though. So I was just like, I was playing it and I was like, why don't I try streaming? You know, all the young kids are doing it. Let's try it out. So I first started streaming, uh, Alan Wake. Uh, I didn't have a cam. I didn't have a microphone and I wasn't talking, right? (laughs) It was just me playing the game. And, uh, I still had two people tuning in every time I streamed and I want to find out who those people are so I can thank them because that kept me going. And then later, you know, I got more comfortable and I got into it and, uh, I think, uh, I started playing No Man's Sky because my gut told me to get that game. So I was playing it and I was like, this is too good. I got to start streaming it. So I started streaming it and uh, I met all of these awesome people. Um, I think I found your channel too through No Man's Sky maybe or... You followed me, maybe I don't know. Either way, uh, the majority of people I met on Twitch is through No Man's Sky, uh, and after the Astroneer. But like, these were some of the nicest people I ever met, and I was just like, uh, you know, even if I don't get big on Twitch, just keeping those connections with these people I met and this community—it's the first time I felt like I had a community through a game. It's the first time that ever happened, and then I understood like the magic of Twitch and. <laughs> And then I was hooked. So after that, uh, I was just thinking, what do I want to do? And I was like, I like making stuff. So I like to, I like podcasts. I like making videos, streaming, uh, games. I don't really care about, but the streaming part is more like connecting with the people out there. Um, and it's just, it's just a lot of fun. And after that, so I got a little bit of, uh, free time but like i'm gonna grind super hard right i'm just trying to make something of myself if i can't you know you gotta grow up and get a real job but <laughs> yeah uh that's, that's pretty much it i mean there's a lot of details i left out but uh for the most part um that's how it happened it's like a you know kind of hit that's really cool turning point yeah it, it's really funny when you said um the first game you did start to try it was um with Alan Wake. Yeah. It's something that, it's a game that I've um always wanted to pick up and if you haven't checked right now, um the Epic store have actually got that game as their free game of the yeah. of the week. Yeah. So I've picked that up. That's just so funny. So I think Dude, it's I owe awesome that to game, it. dude. Check it out. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. I'll owe that to the Duck Man, uh to actually give it a play if that's the game that sort of got you you know, got yeah. you effectively got you started. Um, oh, that's, yeah, that's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. I was going to, um, try and chase up where, how you and I even got into a stage where we, like, I'm, I'm, I'm on a stage, I'm rattling my brain to find mm. out how you and I started getting into contact there. It was, it was, it was certainly through Twitch, but, uh, yeah. Can you, uh, yeah. I'm just trying to think with a lot. Yeah. Like, can you, can you put your finger on it? Like, how, how even, like, I how think, how does it even come to, yeah. Mm, I think you followed me first when I was playing a game, and then I was like, who's this guy? Check him out, because I thought you were a bot. 
Because, you know, when I'm a no one and then you just get a follow from someone, you're just like, oh, it's this. What is this? <laughs> so then I checked it out and then I was like, that's back when you were streaming Rainbow Six Siege uh, primarily with okay. Nick's. Yeah, I remember that. So I would lurk because I'm too shy to chat. But then uh, I don't know. Yeah, I can't put my finger on it, but just start talking more often. And like, I don't know. We hit it off. It's Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's um, magic, dude. <laughs> Yeah. The chemistry yeah. was pretty obvious straight on. Like, I, you know, it's just like it's a, um, it was a slow burner. I, I think just, um, you know, this 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 collab here. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm not even trying to remember the last, you know, how it all sort of started. I can't really remember too much, but I think that's probably means you're probably just enjoying the ride yeah. more so than yeah. there. But um, yeah, I. I I've always talked to my partner, um, who's better known as the Acorn Head. Uh, yeah. And I was just, and um, the, I've told you this before, but it's just so funny. I was because I was like, that's literally what I said. I, she said, um, Ducky O'Brien, when I talk about it, he's got such a good voice because oh. usually after, <laughs> usually yeah. after I finish a stream, um, I'll, I'll I'll rate and host your your stream there, and then so my partner will still be watching. Mm-hmm. Because she'll watch my videos and she'll watch you come on there, and yeah, so that bit of a double double whammy for her. Um, nice. Yeah. So it's yeah. been. Yeah, I've already told you that one, but I was yeah, just thought yeah. it was really cool because I was nice like, yeah, hundred percent. Um, I don't know if I brought this up with you yesterday, but it was the. Have you been keeping up with the? Um, well, first off, the probably the biggest meme that's really come out of the meme world to hit the real world, you know, mm-hmm. is the Area 51 storm. Yeah, that's huge. Did, did we talk about that? Have we brought this up? This... Uh, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, but, like, other than that, not really. I mean, we just mostly joked about Flat Earth. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, but, yeah, like... I wouldn't let that die. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched that video you linked me, and, you know, I was getting a little creeped out, to be honest. Cause, the Joe Rogan podcast yeah, with yeah. Bob Yeah, like, yes. if if that's true, and, like, we're not alone, uh, it's a little scary to think about. It really is, dude. Because yeah. um, you're absolutely right, and because after that, I've watched about... Um, all, I don't, I don't want to spoil too much, but how how far into the Joe Rogan podcast did you get in with Bob Lazar? Was it sort of just a few? Uh, I, I was watching from the point where you linked me to up mm-hmm. to the guy talking about how he got kicked out of the material science whatever mm-hmm. research program mm-hmm. and how a team found something big and uh, mm-hmm. they didn't he didn't know what it was, but that's when they kicked the Russians out. Of you know mm, the program, okay, I, yeah. I got up to that point. After that, I started getting creeped out. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> what if there's an alien yeah, right behind me? You know, I started getting chills, yeah. and I was just like getting paranoid a little bit. One of the best parts of that podcast was Joe said it's one of the two most um, sought upon answers for humankind. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Are we alone? And where do we go when we die? Yeah. And like, you know, what's the what's the one that we could probably close, like, has more uh, of a chance to answer is are we alone? Um, now, to give credit to Bob, um, because he was ostracized after, mm-hmm. it, you know, when he when he came out, because he was, um, just to give a bit of um, 
uh, yeah, a bit of context on it. Bob Lazar was this, he was a scientist that worked for an area just outside of Area 51. I think it was called S4. I'll have to check that out again. Yeah. And it's just, it's about 15 miles from the area of Area 51. He, you know, he was a, he was on there for six months, like a six, not, not mm-hmm. even a contract. It was a full-time position, but he only lasted six months. He, um, with the, um, you know, during the course of the video with Joe Rogan, when you watch it, <clears throat> and I watched a little bit of the pod, the, the doco as well, and it sort of answered a few other questions, but more just sort of like, mm-hmm. um, more of a summary of the podcast, basically. But basically, um, yeah, Bob, he, he worked for the, um, whatever department it was called, you know, for the Air Force as a scientist, and they discovered these, um, well, his job in there was to try and, Reverse engineer um, yeah. unidentified or unknown hardware out of this world, effectively. Yeah. And that, so, you know, if you put that in the layman's terms, it's just like they, they found alien hardware and they wanted to figure out how it works because the the things that are, you know, the way that it operates cannot be scientifically proven today. Yeah. You know, with what we've, what we've got, some of the things that he had on there, you know, with the equipment that he was tasked to actually um, to work out um, isn't even on the periodic table. Or there's a few things that have been updated since then, since the mm-hmm. 80s, but mm-hmm. back then they just it couldn't explain it. So the way that happened after that, and that's remarkable, right? I mean, if yeah. you're taking this guy's word for it, that's that's up. It's like it's nearly like the the US. The um the army the air force then they're not really doing a, a service for, for for mankind by giving us this information because it's just remarkable the potential that you could you could harness out of that sort of technology one of these things for example this this is like a rabbit hole we, I could just go way down into but yeah. I'll, I'll sum it up um, one of the cool things about it was Bob Lazar one of the first things he was introduced to when he was you know there was Effectively, an anti-gravity, I can't remember how he worded it, but just a, there was a module or something like that that was anti-gravity. That just means, like, you want to put your hand on it and it pushes your hand away, mm. but, you know, no noise, no no um, exhaust or anything like that. It's just like you're getting two opposite magnets and trying to put them together. You know, picture that with, like, you know, you're trying to put your hand on a, on a piece of, like a, you know, anything like a any sort of surface area, and you just can't touch it. it Ooh, can they hoverboards? It away, it's just like you can't push it. Yeah, hoverboards, exactly. dude. Actual hoverboards. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, what, what? They should That's release it. the tech to the public. That's what I mean, dude. Yeah. Can, this could happen. Yeah. This could be a real thing. Hover cars, and just hover everything. Hover chairs. Oh, dude. Oh, Streaming my. revolution right there. Chairs that don't touch the ground. Come on, Area 51. Yeah. Just give us something. Give us a yeah. hoverboard. It, it's... I was thinking Steven of Back Schooler to the Future. Back. Yeah. Sorry, man. Just thinking of Back yeah. to the Future. I was like, I want that hoverboard. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What would you say? Because I've got to... That's my... If I When I ever have a conversation mm. with people, and we've ever get into the conversation of movies, if we come to our... Favorite trilogies of all time. Ooh, okay. Now, if you ask someone what your fa- the favorite trilogy of all time is, actually, you know what? Before I even go on with that, what would you say is your favorite trilogy of all time? Favorite movie trilogy? Oh, dude, that's hard, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's that's right. 
Uh, just recently thinking, I would say John Wick. One, two, and three, awesome movies. Uh, I know there's more yeah, no, movies coming out, but like, you know, like Back to the Future, it kind of falls a little short. Like Robocop, you know, gets worse with every movie. Um, I like Star Wars a lot, but it doesn't mm-hmm. really hold up the original trilogy, of course. Get that prequel mm-hmm. stuff out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or the newer ones. Um, but if you rewatch the older Star yeah. Wars, uh, it's a lot more boring than you remember it to be. Not, not because the subject matter is boring. It's just the pacing of that movie is a little mm-hmm. off. Like some parts are way too long. Um, you just, they could have cut it, made the editing a bit tighter, but yeah. Um, yeah, I say John Wick, dude. Uh, if you haven't seen it, John Wick Three is awesome. Well, uh, yeah, that's um, I honestly I didn't even consider John Wick. Yeah. Hey, like as in you don't really realize it. Of course, it is an actual trilogy. Yeah. They've got that, you know, like you said, they're they're working on some follow ups. But yeah, absolutely, and I think that's gonna probably tick a lot of people's boxes as well. I mean, it's an excellent. See, I've only seen the first movie, so I do need to see the second and the and the third ones. Second one's a little weak. Um, you told me that. Yeah, yeah. You, you might be a little disappointed when you watch it, to be honest. But the third one makes up for it. Just letting you know ahead of time. Fair yeah. enough. Like, I can save some time by yeah. um, maybe going, maybe watching a quick YouTube recap yeah. or something <laughs> of it, and then go into the go into the third movie um so yeah um yeah what about you yeah i was gonna say um back to the future is back to the future yes pretty solid yeah it's a uh, it's got a lot of sentimental value for me Mm -hmm. just because it's probably i watched it at such a young age and it's just too much credit i just I, I, i feel like it has held up you know for the most part it hasn't aged too bad at all because you do you put the nostalgia on top of it and anything's going to be okay when you do that. But I think it's just the, the, the acting and the story writing was, uh, I would, yeah, really, it still holds up in my opinion. I think it's, it's an excellent movie. The first movie, uh, yeah. you know, the better of the, of the yeah. last two, but I do do have a soft spot for the, um, for the future. Yeah, the first episode, one is phenomenal for me. Mm. Still phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, they really set a, like a, like a really good sage after yeah. that. And you know this, how they, um, the, the second and the third movie was filmed one after another. It was one whole filming. Oh, I didn't there was know no, that. yeah, it's, it's, they started the filming of, um, and you know, episode, sorry, um, back to the future two and finish back to the future mm. three in one whole stretch. There was no breaks. There's no year gaps, but in between they just did the two movies just like that. It's crazy. In fact, um, it's it's a lot of commitment, a lot of work, and I and I wonder why they did it. It's um, there'd be reasons for it. There actually is a really in a, a breakdown um movie on or like a documentary on Netflix about it as well about the making of mm. uh, Back to the Future. But one of the cool things was in at the end of the Back to the Future two, they actually had a trailer for Back to the Future three <laughs> straight <laughs> after it. Yeah. Okay. So um, they. Maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah, probably. It's a, it's a, lot, it's a commitment, but you know, good on yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so that's usually if I do bring that up, like, what's your favorite trilogy? You're going to get two of the most common ones: Lord of the Rings or the original Star Wars trilogy. That's, yeah. That's the ones that you, you, the more common ones. So when I bring it back to Back to the Future, 
They're like, oh yeah, you know, it's okay. Oh yeah, yeah no, it's great. It's <laughs> great. I mean, all the uh, if you count like the third movie, you know, it gets a little little weaker. But yeah. Hmm. Oh, doc. Maybe uh, if you put them, um, when you put it in the context, if they are filming from one, you know, two whole movies one after another, damn, you'd just be you'd be ready just to hang your boots yeah. up, your yeah. cowboy boots kind up. Sick and tired that, yeah. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so what's on the um? How about you? So I, I'm pretty well across your your schedule there, your weekly schedule. How about you explain what is your in, in the week of the duck? What's mm. your what is your weekly schedule like oh, when you've got a big full week? Dude, it's it's pretty busy. So uh as a side note, you know, I'm I'm not working an actual job right now, which is why I'm broke. I'm spending all my time on on creating content, so like pretty well, much you're a full time content creator, aren't you? That's effectively what it is now. For now, considering, you know, yep. if it doesn't make money, you gotta get a real job. <laughs> Uh, I make make do by doing uh, odd jobs and side jobs here and there, uh, just to you know keep a little bit of money flowing. But mostly it's like uh, I work on a Discord bot um, Mondays and Wednesdays. I stream that, and then I stream on those days as well for nine hours. Because it's the only way when you like how Twitch works. Uh, I mean, I think they stepped it up to their credit where they recommend smaller streamers now. If you go to Twitch and there's a carousel on the top or like on recommended channels on the side, they do recommend smaller streamers now as opposed to like only the top people. But like how it works is basically you have to be in the top slots for whatever gaming category you're in. Um, it, the likelihood of someone checking out your channel when you're at the very bottom of the listing because it's listed by the number of viewers is very low. So the only way to get to the top is to stream for a really long time and wait for those guys to get off. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you'll take, you know, get closer. So, uh, that's why I stream for so long, nine hours. Uh, and then I also make YouTube videos during those times of, you know, uh, of a game. I started, started that recently t- testing it out. And then uh, I record two podcast episodes a week, at least, on Sundays for the movie podcast that I'm doing. And I edit those throughout the week. Um, if I go super hard on the editing, it takes 30 hours for one episode because I'm making the wow. audio smooth. It, it sounds a little fake and and uh, produced, but like it, it, I get rid of all the stutterings, filler words, dead space, and it makes us sound a lot more professional. <laughs> me and my friends. But lately, on the later episodes, my friend told me it was the editing was a little too tight, so I eased off on it, made it sound more natural, and I make YouTube mm-hmm. video guides. So that's another tip. Um, if you're making videos on YouTube, a lot of people go for like entertainment value, but that's really mm-hmm. hard to optimize for the search algorithm. Instead, I think if you have a make a, if you make a video that someone finds helpful, then they will be inclined to watch that and. It's the long sell, like it's the soft sell where the problem is like if you help someone with a problem, they're not going to come back because their problem has been solved, right? So you have to solve people's problems multiple times for them to come back and give you a sub maybe or like you. But like for me, uh, I cut out as much fluff as I can and I just go straight towards giving people information. It's on video games for now and um, as much info as I can pack into a video, and then that has been doing pretty okay. Um, 
And then that's pretty much it. And on Saturdays, uh, I watch as many movies as I can for my podcast. And then on Sundays, the recording date. So there's not a lot of free time and I don't get a lot of sleep. Um, which is why sometimes I might have to take a day off just to catch up on sleep. <laughs> but yeah, yes, it's, really. uh, it's busy. Uh, a couple things I might have to cut off just for the sake of, um, I'm stretching myself too thin on all these areas and it's diluting the, the quality of whatever I'm working on. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I love podcasting. It's definitely one of the things I want to do. And, um, I want to, make videos not necessarily related to video gaming video gaming is like a fun hobby for me but i don't want it to be uh everything that i'm doing yeah yeah that's um you kind of do want like like why why do people play video games you know it's a it's a it is a source of of um entertainment and source of relief um i've got I've asked, um, I'll ask my partner, uh, Acorn, you know, mm-hmm. just in conversation, what hobbies do you think I have? If we just throw, you know, just, just chewing, chewing the spit. And she's like, video gaming. <laughs> I thought, is that a hobby? Yeah. And she's like, well, yeah. I was like, maybe hobby, it, it, it might be, you might be stretching that bit too thin, but effectively, like if it's something that you, you put some, some commitment into and you want to build upon and get better at, better at, you know, yeah, why totally. not, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like a two things. It's it's a source of entertainment. I guess you could argue though. I I, I had this rebuttal. I was like, mm. well, I watch TV as well. Um, is that a hobby? But it's not <laughs> the same thing. You kind yeah. of you yeah. building. You, you are effectively building more skills if you really want to like get down into it. Totally. People. Um. But yeah, it's. I, I guess like it's important to because when you look at um. Mm. When you play Astroneer, that, that and you play, um, you're playing that um, the Assassin's Creed series. Mm-hmm. Do you find like you know during your streams that was part of your content selection there? How often would you say you play those same games off stream? Mm, it depends. For now, not really because I I maxed out on on those games. So like I got all the achievements possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much 100% of those games. So the only reason I would ever play it is to do something interesting that's never been done before, and then that has to be mm. captured. So, like, I want to make my mark. Uh, that said, I do play other games, mostly multiplayer games off-stream, because that's what keeps me going, like Overwatch, uh, Dead by Daylight. Single-player games, uh, I will play if I didn't beat them, but once I beat them, I'm... Uh, I just don't have time anymore. I got if if I have free time, I could be making something. That's how I see it. So like, it's not necessarily uh, that I don't like playing those games anymore. It's just I I could be doing something else more productive. Um, that's why you know I used to play Overwatch all, all like at least two hours a day, you know, <laughs> every day. Cause I like that game a lot, but now I don't, I really play it cause I, that's two hours a day, dude. I could be doing something. Um, but yeah, it sounds like you're working yourself crazy, ducky. It's cause I'm getting old and there's not much time left. And, uh, I have a small window before I have to get a real job and then quit. Uh, 
dial down these things a lot more. So it's either I I do it or I or I don't do it. <laughs> do or die now at this point. If I was a young man, I, mean, I would have time. But yeah, I mean, you you couldn't pick a, a better source of motivation than I, I yeah. guess. Hey, if you if you sort of if if you've got that, um, yeah, if you put it like that, I'll be monitoring and i cannot wait to see i'm very um i'm very optimistic i can, I can see the duck man absolutely killing it and oh, i thanks well that's why i want to join this want to join this train if you do <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i'm just going to end up getting a regular job <laughs> honestly i get uh, a regular job it's yeah if you let's just say you get a regular job mm-hmm. um you'd still do do some things on the side hey, yeah I, I do podcasting so like that's the most fun and stress-free um Streaming, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll probably limit that a lot more. Uh, but yeah, just the podcasting on the weekends. That's good. Yeah. It's yeah, that's um, it's always because if you put it like that, for me, for example, the position I'm in, I've got a full time job. Yeah, this it's hard. thing is complete. Yeah, yeah, I'd put this as a um, I'd love to do this full time. You know, easily. Like this, I would love this to, to be a um. Yeah, at a point where I can, it is reliable, mm-hmm. and I'll be able to live off it. Absolutely, I think everyone in this, in the, in that, in this industry, it would it yeah. feels exactly the same ways. At the moment, at the um, um, the way I'm treating it, it's like it's it is like a hobby, but it's something I want to sort of learn and build towards as well. So, um, it, I, I guess my point is, if you do if you do go to full time, there's still a lot of people out there who still want to listen to to the duck man get their, oh, yeah. their duck fix. Thanks, dude. For the week. Yeah, also, I gotta say, man, like, your streaming setup is one of the most uh, professional I've seen. Like, you know, my setup's pretty ghetto, and all the other smaller streamers, like, we don't really put much effort into making our streams look nice, but yours do, like, it looks legit. Like, you got that green screen going, you you got lights going, like, you did a VR (laughs) stream. I can't imagine what it takes to set that up. Like, yeah. I... Yeah, that was in- oh, thank you, appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, the VR one was interesting. So um, I won't bore you with all the everything that's sort mm-hmm. of in between, but to get that working, well, what it is first, um, it's a standalone VR headset. It's a, it's called the Oculus Quest, and it's their second in the in the standalone line of Oculus headsets. They got the Oculus Go, which was more for media consumption. They had games and everything mm-hmm. with it, but. The Quest, it was more the the the, the hardware on there um, was more designed for for media consumption, watching 3D movies. Where the Oculus Quest, they made that for a gaming uh, gaming device. So um, I got pretty hyped about it, and I thought, what you know, it'd be great to have one just for my own time. But if I can turn this into something where I can do a few streams with and everything like that. But then you got to think, okay, well. The people that are do streams from their mobile mobile phones, what do they have to do? Because effectively, the Quest, the Oculus Quest, mm. is a mobile phone. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, an, it's running on the Android operating system. Um, and there's a few few things in there that had to be considered, like that I had that had to work out, um, just to make it even possible. There's no microphone on there, so I had to like get a wireless microphone. Uh-huh. There's no um, uh, what else is there? It's got like. Um, so Oculus, it is an Android operating system, but it's heavily modified by the Oculus team. Um, they actually have a streaming capability in there. However, it's not; it can't stream to your computer. Hmm. Um, so how am I supposed to make? How can I get content from the Oculus Quest from a virtual reality headset 
onto the computer. How do you do it? Um, and some, there are some, there's a few, few different ways you can do it. And sorry, wirelessly as well. So no cables attached. Um, the, so natively, the Oculus Quest supports Chromecast, casting to a Chromecast. Okay, that's so, awesome. That's the way that I went. And the good thing about that is um, it carries with the Chromecast, it uses a HDMI um, technology, HDMI 2. Point whatever technology. So that carries video and audio up to 4K. Um, so I was like, okay, well, that's one thing. How, I, how can I get the Chromecast to detect on the computer? And luckily, I had laying around for my earlier streams, my previous streams, I had a little capture card, a little um, USB capture card that plugs into the computer mm. that takes a HDMI input. So to you know, sum up a long story short, um, get, I got a Chromecast, got uh, the capture card, plugged it into the computer, casted from the Quest um, wireless microphone to the computer, webcam, and that was it. That's how it went. It was just... Okay. Um, and it's just all trial and error. There's a few other things in between there, but in, I've made it sound pretty simple, but there's a few other things I had, that had to go into consideration just to get that working. But, yeah, yeah just thought, I've never really one, gone man. into yeah. – it, I've never really broken, broken it down, so any chance I get, I like to try and talk about it because it was just such an ordeal to get it working. <clears throat> so I'm talking about, like, making an effort to fix all of these technical issues to make something happen. You know, I, all the people will just give up. <laughs> I think like, yeah. um, Reddit's a really good source for that. It's a good mm. motivational source because if you just if you just go on Google and you just type in like you know whatever the problem is and then put Reddit at the end, you're gonna find people that are that you know that are that have that motivation to really push them, push themselves to to fix an issue or to you know complete something and you're just like well i'm gonna take that take that take that and try yeah. that myself um Definitely. so yeah that's um yeah thanks for bringing that up because I, I actually i low-key really like talking about that because you probably don't see to i don't i don't stream vr that much because um it the only the the thing that i do love it, it is more fun for me but i've got to go back to when you said one of the the real big things that you really take out of the the streaming is that interaction with the yeah. audience, right? Um, the engagement with the audience. With the VR headset, there's no Twitch inbuilt chat into that headset. You're completely disconnecting even uh, further from okay. reality. So if I want to um, do a VR stream um, and I've got, I've got people who are on the talk with me, that engagement, which is a, a pretty big motivator for me, is just gone. So... It's okay. a, it is a, a, a probably, yeah, it's a rare thing if I do it. Uh, you just need an intern to read your chat. <laughs> you got to get big <laughs> enough. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Modern problems require modern solutions, yeah. dude. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so it's, um, I guess we should explain to everyone as well. Like, um, I'm in Australia, if you, mm. if you couldn't tell. The New Zealand accent could also be it possibly but no i'm in australia you're in you're in the states there so our time zones are, are, are quite different at the moment yeah but our latency it's pretty i'd say that's pretty good that's pretty bang on yeah uh like, i mean you you'll see it when you listen to the audacity recording that there's a it's a lot more spaced out than you realize but yeah like discord does a great yeah. job of hiding it yeah, yeah credit to discord um because you're like you know it's not it's not like 
you got to you got to you know consider like how far you are geographically yeah. away, aren't we? It's those bits are traveling across things physically, like not physically on physical hardware. Like they're doing they're doing their parts, so there's going to be a delay. But yeah. um, um, yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to hear that. I actually hear hear it side by side our, our different audio audacity yeah. recordings. Um, so at the moment, it's um, so for me, it's which we, we chose pretty much like a prime time to do this because it's nine in the morning for me. Nice. Um, and. It'd be about, what would it be for you, 6 p.m.? Yeah, 6 p.m., yeah. I had to check my phone there. On a Friday, Arvo, that's, we picked a really good time to do this because yeah. it's like, it, it actually works out really well. Sometimes when I'm streaming, which I, if, you know, during my schedule, it's usually after work um, at a night time around 7 p.m., so that would be like, must be, it'd be earlier morning for you, wouldn't it? It'd be a bit yeah. closer. I wouldn't even know. Yeah. What it would be. I think and around sometimes four, I catch it and I'm like, yeah, yes. 4 a.m., yeah. The Duckman. <laughs> yeah. Um, you were, I've been, you know, uh, someone who, who was quite fond of your streams and, and fond of you. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> I do see a few. Um, yeah. Um, I, I do, and you're, uh, I, I, yeah, sorry, I do see you watch your streams of um, of your astronaut and everything like that, and you're, you're pulling numbers, dude. Oh yeah, you're pulling yeah. like. What was that like when you sort of started getting that sort of um, yeah recognition? Oh, dude, that, that, that was there. that was great. But then, it's kind of like, yeah, you can't ever call yourself good, right? At something, someone else has to tell you. So, like, as someone who's creating content, like, like co- communicating with people aside, let's just put that aside. But like, you're streaming something. Uh, and that's your, the content that you're creating. You want that validation, and one way is through the viewership, right? The only reason I got those numbers is no one else was streaming at the time, so I was the only choice. Because <laughs> uh, you know those those people don't come back; uh, they just view whoever's at, at the top at the time. So there's a lot more people streaming it, so there's a lot more competition. But yeah, um, it felt awesome. It felt like. Um, what I was doing mattered a little bit more, you know, like it, it shouldn't really, um, you know, how many people are watching or not, but like as someone who creates something, you can't, you can't separate it from, uh, being validated by the audience. So for Twitch, one of those things is view count. It felt great though. Absolutely. <laughs> I yeah. mean, to be honest, if like, yeah, I, it's, um, you have to agree, like you, you got to separate um, those stats effectively, right? Yeah. You just got to sort of stick, you, you got an objective and you have to just complete it. Um, everything else is just a, is, is a bonus and it's probably, but you, you know, how we, it is easier said than, than just, than just doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I get excited if I get, you know, two, two people watching me, you know, cause that's yeah, two people yeah. that have put time out of their day just to listen to the nonsense that comes out of my mouth. I can only imagine, um, yeah, like just because that was a, a constant thing you you were pulling there. Uh, you were pulling like uh, I'd love to see what your averages were, but every time I tuned in, it was over twenty um, people tuning in to you, listening to you talk, watching your streams, and um, that must have felt really good. Yeah, validating. Yeah. I, I yeah. bet it was. Uh, and and the good thing is that's just there there there's an audience there for everything. So exactly. Um, you don't have to be good. That's the best part. You just have to be lucky. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. 
there is, I reckon there is a talent element in there. Like for me, the, mm. the reason why I've, I've um, felt myself just, yeah, it's probably explains why I even got drawn just to your streams in the first place. The velvet voice. Oh yeah. Thanks dude. The, the I actually hear my own voice, but other people are telling me it's nice. So maybe I'll, it really is. Okay. Thank you. No, it, it, <laughs> it is. It's a, it's something you can't learn. Um, it's a natural, it's, yeah, it, Definitely, definitely harness that because it's uh, it's mm. a great thing to have there. Because um, if you're like me, let's just say you know you want to put on some some video to watch some Twitch you want to watch, and maybe not so much put it in the background, but put something there that way. If you're doing something, you've got you know just something you can sort of listen to and yeah, just like yeah, yeah, cool, that's cool. You want something that doesn't you don't want anything too exciting. You don't want anything that's too boring. You want to have something that's just nice, mellow. Mm. chill that's my that's that is my you know that's something that i go for so you gotcha. absolutely nailed that yeah well, thanks really man <laughs> that's right buddy just yeah. keep it out make going to asmr now <laughs> we're gonna make an asmr podcast <laughs> uh. speaking of asmr yeah. um one person my i was playing uh, a russian fishing four stream and i was playing some music requests in there i was like if you mm, like some okay. music put some requests requests and i'll play it yeah, and um, one person asked for Billy Eilish. I was like, okay. yeah, no worries. I'll I'll play whatever you want, you know. I don't mind Billy. So I put her on. And then in the chat, they were saying, I was just making comments. I was like, you know, it's I've never heard this before. What is this? Why is this Why is this so – why do I want to hear more of it? It's not necessarily overly talented. It's just mm-hmm. something about the way that she's singing. It's like a weird, husky, whispery sort of thing. And someone in chat said – it's just ASMR music. <laughs> That's all it is. Oh man, I didn't oh. think of it that way. Yeah, neither. And all I could think about was, oh my god, this is there is gonna be like ASMR is still really low profile. Yeah, right. Like it's it's really like Twitch, bit of YouTube. People just want to listen to people whisper, you know, in their ear. But there is a market there. Like think of it like this: What if people just want to like listen to someone whisper and do the ASMR? with a mad mad disco beat there or something going on dude you gotta this could be you gotta scrub the vibes you gotta keep this secret you know we gotta copyright this yeah, right. <laughs> revolutionize the music industry man man now that you said just it change the game yeah just it'll change the game <laughs> i um i'll give you some homework to do yeah. go listen to a bit of billy after this gotcha and be like Okay, this is going to happen. Um, I, I would be really... able to unhear it. Yeah, the ASMR now. I'm just going to think of ASMR all the time. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm when someone says ASMR, I, the, the mm. first time I even heard that, those those letters, was um, it, it was probably about 2015. It's like four years ago, right? And, that's, mm. and it, I, it's probably been around for a lot longer than that. I was like, what is that? What? And you listen to it, and it, and it's... I'm not knocking it because I can probably see people who generally, obviously, a lot of people like it. But I'm like, do you like people whispering in your ear? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> but maybe yeah. if you're expecting it, that's the difference. Yeah. Or if you sort of welcome it, not because when someone whispers in your ear, if you don't expect it, that's a bit cringy. But if yeah. you if you if you like that sensation, you can 100% understand why people, oh, yeah, yeah, would be all over that. Yeah, the ducky ASMR is coming. Yeah, I was actually thinking of like reading books from the public domain and then making podcasts out of that. 
it's like a sleeping tool or whatnot. Why not, dude? Yeah. Give it a crack. Uh, I've got some. Um, yeah. I was thinking about this idea as well. I'm just going to just put them out there. It's. Um, okay. I think they're interesting. Um, okay. So, what is? Are you like me, and you think how cool it is when people get things on the microscope and zoom into to objects, everyday objects, or anything you can think of, mm-hmm. get that ultra, ultra, ultra zoom in, like a microscopic zoom of something, and. Yeah, do you think is that interesting to you when you sort of see something just up, you know up, you yeah, can see like it is. Yeah. at a microscopic level? Okay, so what about this? What about if you you know did a stream where you basically that was your stream? You got like a mm. microscope, you've hooked it up to a video, you just get everyday objects, you take requests from chat, and you just zoom all the way in there, and you say, and then just basically. Riff on that. What do you think about that? I think that could take off. Like, I think you would need a following first. Like, it would take a while. But yeah, kind of, it's kind of like, um, shoot, I had on the tip of my brain before I forgot. (laughs) It's Mm. something like, oh, the slow mo guys, you know, just taking slow mo Mm. video of everything. Mm. And it's just like, you're just seeing everything happen in slow motion. It's very simple, Mm. but like, it's a similar concept. Or like, will it blend from the good old days? You know, just put stuff mm. in blenders. I think people will be interested. Definitely, definitely mm. people would want to see that. You know, now you even put it like that. Um, a lot of things that have probably taken off on YouTube back during the years, people would yeah. love to see that, not only in real time, like live, but what about taking requests from people live and then doing exactly what they've said live? You oh, know? yeah. That engagement, because that's Twitch's... That's, twi- that's what Twitch has had, uh, and that's why YouTube is starting to realize, that's why Mix is starting to realize that that engagement is just as important as the content on mm-hmm. there. So Definitely. if you take that element, there's really, really original ideas that these guys have put on there. That's really, obviously, really captivating for people to sit down and watch. Put engagement on top of that. That just sounds like, you know, a sure thing, right? Yeah. That sounds, yeah. it's so, you know, it's easy to say that, like, until you sort of try it, but. Gotta yeah, figure it out, dude. Point. Gotta figure it out. Yeah, that's right. Put like two grand on like a microscope. <laughs> <laughs> You're going all in. Uh, I've been um oh, I um I, there's a big suite that you guys have in America um called the Twinkie. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I, so I tried. A, I can't, I don't know why I did this at 7-Eleven yesterday. I saw a Twinkie there after I filled up and I was like, I'm going to try this. I've never done this before. Mm, okay. um, I've seen them off the movie Zombieland. Yeah, yeah. So That's what I think about. Yeah. I, um, so yeah, gave it a try. Delicious. What, what's your thoughts on them? I do. I love Twinkies. Like it doesn't cool. taste like real food. I think the cream filling inside mm-hmm. isn't even real cream. I think it's like, it's like fat or something. But anyways, dude, I love it. It's like, I think it's too sweet, you know, like some of the food in America, you know, it's way too high on like the sugar level, but like that's part of the why, part of the reason why you like it. <laughs> you know, it's not like something I would eat every day or anything, but yeah, uh, every once in a while I could go for a Twinkie. Yeah, it's, um, I thought I'd try it. Might be a good talking point to bring up, but I yeah. also just really wanted to try it because it's been I've seen it every single time I go to the um to the service station so I was like I'll give it a try why not 
And yeah, I was pretty satisfied. <laughs> right? Yeah. Also, like, there was a point in time where I think Hostess went bankrupt or something, and, like, they stopped production, and people were like, going crazy. Um, wow. yeah, it was, that was a crazy time in the States. <laughs> Couldn't find yeah, a Twinkie wow. anywhere. It's like Zombieland. Like, the movie actually happened. Yeah. That is so funny. That it, it, I wonder if that sort of sprung the idea of that. Like, when there was, like, a shortage of, of Twinkies, they're like... Let's make this go. Yeah. Are you going to see Zombieland 2? Oh, totally, dude. Um, it looks like a fun movie. Like, you know, these types of movies, they're it's not like a cinematic masterpiece, and it's not like really realistic, but they're just super fun to me, and I really like the first one. So when I saw the trailer, I was like, I'm so down. Like, the tone looked the same, and got the same characters. Uh, I'm like, heck yeah, bring it on, dude. Agreed. Uh, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I've done this. I've, I've, I've been doing this thing lately where I've tried not to watch trailers on any movie that I'm mm-hmm. interested in, just because I'm the, the spoilers they put out there. Because you got to remind yourself, it is a business. Like they, they don't really care too much about. They want they want views. So if that means they're going to put in like a, a short clip of the movie, effectively like a real, um, like a really sort of. Like an habit, yeah, just like a trailer mm-hmm. of just like the best of the the moments in the movie. They're going to do that. They don't care too much about the story. They just want to sell. So I've been trying to make a really conscious effort. If there's movies that I look like they're okay, I'll try not to watch the trailer for them. I've done the same with the start, the most recent Star Wars ones. Um, yeah, obviously Zombieland Two and stuff like that. That's yeah, that's a great idea because they usually spoil the movie with the trailers. Mm-hmm. Like you find out what's happening. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just to and spoil like, everything, yeah. To be honest, like, I probably, I don't, I, there are some studios that you probably shouldn't put 100% a lot of, lot of trust in there, but if there's a movie, if there's a if there's a, a sequel to a movie that you loved, um, probably go in there with not the highest expectation, go there, go there just thinking, I'm going to just enjoy myself yeah. no matter what, and then um, everything else of there is a, is a, is a bonus. Totally. I didn't. I didn't watch the trailer for Anchorman Two. Now this is where it probably doesn't apply. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I might have saved myself a bit right, of time. All right. So Anchorman One, probably one of the greatest comedies of all time. Mm-hmm. I can't. It, it. You know, the only other ones I can really think that even come. It. It's like Jim Carrey level of comedy. Yeah. Anchorman. You know, just the just the GOT, GOAT, the greatest of all time. Um, so, you know, you go in there, you've got a bit of trust. You're like, of course, these guys aren't going to betray my trust. These guys are, yeah. they're going to give me a good show. I'm going to come out there satisfied. It lasted 10 minutes until I turned it off. I couldn't, like, the first 10 minutes opening of the movie. And I know, like, maybe some movies just start bad, but I was like, if this is what they just, if this is what a whole room of people decided, this is what the opening is going to be like, I haven't got time for this. So, <laughs> I, uh, I ended up giving it up. Have you uh, have you seen no, the I have whole not. movie? No. I heard it was disappointing, so I was like, why tarnish my memories of Anchorman one? Just leave them untarnished. That's you know what, that's that's a very good way to put that because that's effectively exactly exactly how I thought about it. Mm. Yeah. Um one of my one of my buddies just jumped on the stream and just said morning, I just I don't oh, know nice, when that was, nice. but let me just say good morning back to you, Mr. Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when that was. Uh, yeah, uh, Twitch is kind of hard with that. I don't think it's really made for interacting with the viewers as well as Twitch, I would say. 
Yeah. It's probably not, to be honest. Yeah. Like when you watch podcasts like the H3 podcast, do you ever see them engage? Not with their, really. Their no. chat? I mean, I, I want it that way. There's less work then, you know? You can just focus on Absolutely. talking to people and that's, you don't... Yeah. It, you, that's right. You need to understand, like, read them after it and everything like that. But um, this is the content here. Like, it's... It, we've got the... It's a, just a different different, um, different model, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we, we're engaging with each other, you know? Totally. So, I like... A Twitch podcast is a little little difficult because you know when you got people dropping in, you gotta talk to them too, and um, it's it kind of breaks the flow of the the podcast a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can yeah, edit it out right. in post, but like it does break the flow of like your thought pattern and like where you want it to go, and um, it's a little different. I think it's more interesting mm-hmm. like if you make a show revolving around interacting with the audience. But I haven't figured that out yet. Uh, I don't know how to do it. Oh, with the podcast. Yeah, like yeah, with a, a... How would you do that? Like you're talking on a topic yeah. and then... You know, I've never seen any podcast, big or small, really interacting with the audience that much. So I you know don't what? think it's been done. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That's, that, is a, that is a niche thing. Mm-hmm. And if that's something you can, you can figure out, this is one extra thing that, you've, that people have got a reason to tune in is because... Um, you could be known as an engaging entertainer. Yeah, I haven't figured that the part engaging out. Engaging entertainer. Yeah. Let's hash it out. What would you th- like? I'm just trying to think. What? Yeah, like how would you do that? It'd have to be something like. I'm gonna fall back with my old mm-hmm. ideas, but maybe like yeah, like doing something where you you, you say, "What should I do next?" Because engaging with everyone. Because you could you could get to a point where it's just inundated with yeah. all this chat, and it's kind of if you need to reply to each person there, it, the flow's gone. You haven't got any flow. Yeah. But if you got something that might be like, okay, guys, I'm going to do this. Let's just see what happens. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, what should I do next? Yeah, I think that's probably oh, that's probably a good idea, like a poll or or like a vote or something. Poll or a vote. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to just like you said, like. With Twitch streaming, where a lot of it is sort of like the flow is the engagement and it is the yeah. gameplay and it's mastering those things at once as the um, as the as the creator. Where in the if you're doing things like a podcast, putting on a show where it's more about you're you're doing the show. Um, yeah, you'd have to. It, it is a, a fine balance there. Yeah, I guess something yeah. to look into. Um, but yeah, for me, I, that's what I like. Yeah, I don't care about streaming the podcast. I just wanted a video, you know, uh, it? video record for the YouTube channel. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of like the one medium that I like because you just, you're just focusing on like one person or like a couple people and it's more relaxed. You're not always on guard to like check chat, make sure you didn't miss responding to someone because then they leave or like, they might get offended, you know? <laughs> so you're yeah. always, always looking for something. But when you're podcasting, just relax. You're just talking to another person. Um, that's mm. why I kind of like that format the way it is, like, to be honest. And that's, yeah. Like, it sounds like, like you said before, um, it's way less stress is involved. You're just yeah. chatting at the end of the day. You're just having a conversation. Yeah, you just want to relax sometimes, you know? <laughs> that's it, man. And yeah. that's. The, it's it is i'd have to say it is much easier um i do love um you've probably seen most of the games i play i've i've mm-hmm. done a few games that's that's 
stress me out. Like last Sunday, I did an, uh, an Outlast stream. I know nothing about the game. Oh, okay. um, I know that's scary. Yeah. And to its credit, it's an amazing game. I think like it probably doesn't get enough credit there. Well, you know, coming from an outsider mm. who's never heard of it, all I thought of it was like a game that streamers and YouTubers play because they want to get spooked. It's more than that. It's it's very clever. It's a very clever game. You're I'll just have you have you seen the game or have you have you looked into it? No, I don't like scary stuff, so I generally stay away from it, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. I can um Basically, you're, I'll just sort of lay it out. It's your reporter. You've heard reports of this um, asylum, this insane asylum, where the mm-hmm. doctors are using their test subjects. We've heard this story before as as experiments, you know. Yeah. And it's your your job to go there. You've got a web. This is where it gets really unique and really cool. So you're the reporter. Um, there's no attacking. You can't attack people. You can do everything except attack. Okay. You've got a, a portable webcam. Sorry, not webcam. You've got a portable camcorder, and throughout the whole, you, you can optionally record with it or not record with it. Mm. You're not going to not record with it because it, when you've got it up there, you're recording evidence, which is what the whole point of you're there okay. for. And then um, with that evidence, you, you update your notes and stuff like that. Um, and this is me probably making it sound way more nicer than it really is. <laughs> okay. What happens is... Yeah. When you go in there, you're recording. You've got a camera on, a light on there, which is a night vision light, but it runs out of batteries mm-hmm. really quickly. So part of the game is to collect batteries to, you know, keep that that night vision going. Um, and then something awful happens. I don't think anyone minds if I spoil this game because it is it's still really good to play. Um, basically, you get you're walking through there, and then one of the the, the maniacs comes out and clubs you. And now you're trapped in there mm-hmm. and you have to try and find a way out and survive while people are literally trying to kill you. And uh, the atmosphere, they've got some jump scares in there and stuff like that, but it's the atmosphere that is just keeps you, your heart would have to be over like a resting heartbeat of over mm-hmm. 100, 100 beats, like easily jumping up to like 120, 130 at the scariest of times. And um, then they kill me. <laughs> I don't work out, so you got, <laughs> get a heart attack. It, oh, bro, it's, you know, someone will be chasing you and you're like, okay, I can't attack him. This person's going to kill me. What do I do? Literally, the only option I have is to run with the, with the scary music playing, completely pitch black. You're just mm-hmm. running, you're just hoping. And, and then you've got to find an area to hide and then hopefully that person doesn't find you. And then you've got to get out and, you know, do some investigation to try and get out. So they've, so when I said, like, they've done it really, like, it's a really unique way they've they've done this sort of thing. It's not just cheap. Um, jump scares, or there's a lot in there, or cheap just spookiness. They've really thought this through, and um, it, yeah, it's it's been a really fun mm, experience. Okay. So that's a complete opposite of a game that I would normally play, where that's not that doesn't sound calming at all. That yeah, sounds stressful. Yeah. So mostly my games would be something like fishing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just couldn't be more calm. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I still need to get you in there with me, man. We need to throw some lines oh, together. Oh, yeah, like, that's the problem is, uh, you know, you can't, you can't so little time. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. We might have to do, this is an idea if it's something that you'd be up for. How about we do, like, a special each, so a special of each other's game. So, like, I'd love to get an astroneer oh. and do a couple of specials with you. And if you ever wanted to do a bit of fishing. Okay, um, that sounds good. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Because really, we've, we've kind of half done something like this. We've got our two cams there. 
that we can see. Mm-hmm. Um, we, all you'd have to do is have the game play in the background done. You done, know? yeah. Genius. There. Genius. I mean, I do have to buy another webcam, uh, but yeah. <laughs> well, how have, no you, biggie. how have you done this with, with the... Um, mm-hmm. With the Discord at the moment, sorry, with um, YouTube at the moment, you've 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 cracked some code. You've oh, got the, I, um, I don't know. Discord just like I know you could do this in Discord. Just have everyone's face uh, separately. Uh, it wasn't working before, but I just I just clicked something and it started happening. Mm. Yeah, it's just Discord now. It's just Discord by itself. I'm not putting my webcam on it or anything. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's um. That's something that I'd certainly love to do. Like, because uh, would you say action is your go-to game these days? I'm close to, to getting sick of it. Like after I destroy the moon, which is the next big thing. I mean, there are only a handful of people doing that right now. So I was just like, all right, I just gotta get this done and over with. I want to see what happens <laughs> when you destroy an entire planet because it hasn't been, you know, I don't know if it's been done or not. I'm just gonna assume that very few people did it. So I'll be one of the few that did it. After that, mm, I think it's absolutely. time to move on, you know? Um, don't get me wrong, I like the game, you. yeah? Mm. Well, uh, it is... You've got that down set, just it's a really watchable game with the yeah. combating over the top. Would you say, is there any... Do you like that sort of genre of games, like the space space sims or the totally, space... Totally, totally. Uh, because it's my first time playing it, yeah. Like, I never played that type of game before. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if that's something you'd, you'd want to continue doing, which I'd absolutely be all jumping in with you, there's a game called Space Engineers. Have you seen oh, that yeah. one? Oh, yeah, yep, yep. I think it's kind of like, it's, a, it's like a Minecraft in space rather than like a, there is like, there is a procedural generation and stuff with other planets, but it's not to the same scope as Astroneer. Astroneer mm. just looks like a whole different, whole different ballpark. Yeah. Like, the way that they've done it is... And it's really nice to look at as well. It's a really nice, really nice art style there. Um, think of space engineers like you're purely just in space. There's no planets. There are planets. Oh, sorry. There are planets on there. Um, but it's more like blocky. It's all blocks. Mm, okay. The Minecraft sort of um, um, model, I guess. Like you've got to put blocks and things everywhere. Um in my opinion, there's probably there's more fun games to play than that. But if that's sort of some, the route that you're thinking, because um, I'd love to be able to like, it'd be good if um if we could find a game where, you know, that we could sort of like, if you're cool with it, maybe just sort of have, um, doing a bit of a few few like more permanent collabs, you know? Yeah, something yeah, we totally, tear. man. I was thinking of uh, Dying Light recently because like, I had like a seventy five percent off coupon and you know my Steam inbox and like. The yeah. enhanced edition came out, so you can get the entire first game with all the DLC for like fifteen bucks or something, which is you know. Are you serious? Yeah, I would love to do that as well, dude. Is that out right now? Uh, yeah, the second one is coming out soon, which is why I'm assuming they're you know selling ah. the first one. But I don't know if everyone got the coupon or like it's just a targeted thing. But yeah, um, it's the sale price for Dying Light. So whenever it's just a sale. You know, Dying Light's going to be around 15 bucks. 
that looks awesome. I've always wanted to try it. Um, yeah. That might be something we can, we can, yeah, absolutely tell like, like, Yeah, I, I love survival crafting games. So, like, I was playing Raft. Oh, so yeah, and I was going to make Raft my next game, but it's so short. I beat it in, like, two days. <laughs> there's nothing more oh, to yeah. do. Really? Yeah, they're, they're not updating it. And then, so, I, I was looking at Dying Light, and there's, like, ba- base building and stuff and crafting, too. So, I was just like, this might be the game. I think there's multiplayer. Lock it in. Yeah. I think that, yes, I'm on the Steam page. Absolutely. Dude, 100%. Lock, let's lock that in if that's something. Look at me just trying to like <laughs> yeah. put the hammer down. <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, if you're keen, bro. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm just going to, you don't mind if I just go for a quick break? Or how, how, yeah. how are we traveling at the moment for you? Uh, I'm, I'm fine. You can do whatever. Cool. Okay. Do you mind? I wouldn't mind keep going if you, if that's okay with you. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. How long have we been going? We've gone awesome, bro. We've been like an hour. That's over now. Cool. Give me like a little bit. I just need to go and refuel. I'm just going to put my um, stream on intermission, which just means it just plays a bit of music in gotcha, the background, but it gotcha. shouldn't come through to you. All right. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back in right. a couple of minutes, man. I'll, I'll just I'll let you know. All right, dude, take your time. I might as well take a break too Thanks, at bro. this point. Legend. Thanks, Doc. You talk to you soon. All right, man. Yep. How do I have a BRV screen? <laughs> uh, too new to this. Well, I don't. I doubt anyone's watching. But if anyone's watching, I'll be right back. <laughs> Few minutes.
Hey, buddy. Awesome. Uh, I ate a quick back. bite of food. Got some Coke. Ooh, is that a glass bottle of Coke as well? Premium. Yeah, it's real sugar. That's the way, dude. Bought it in bulk, dude. It's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to do that. What do you, where do you go to to do that? It's called Sam's Club. I don't know if you got that in Australia, like Costco, like uh, wholesales stores. We got Costco. Got Costco. Yeah, got Costco. Costco's everywhere. Damn. Yeah. Okay. It's crazy, bro. Just one second. I did mm. this stupid thing and decided it would be smart to, to spill my coffee all over, oh. the, <laughs> all over the desk. <laughs> one second. Be interested in like the retail stores in other countries, like what's normal? I have no idea because I don't travel. You don't realize coffee just gets everywhere. I'm like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. But not there. I had <laughs> I had it like a pro. Like that's so why I was like, oh, I better go for a break. Because <laughs> I have to clean it up. Unfortunate. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like I'm always interested <laughs> in like what what's uh what in other countries like what's a normal retail store or like what's a grocery? Because I only know in the suburbs of Illinois, you know, like near Chicago, that's pretty much it. Like I'm limited to that because mm. I really don't move around a lot. I haven't traveled either, so I my information yeah, on the world well, is limited. We've got, yeah, effect, and like America has everything, right? You've got like everything for everything. A lot of Australia's influence and um, is by by that as well. Like we've got, like we got, our, we got a Costco. I've never been to it, but we've got, I know we've got two at least. Mm, um, that's one weird, of those yeah. is in Sydney. <laughs> yeah, one of those is in Sydney, and one of those is in um, in Brisbane, which is up in Queensland. Um, we've got like. I mean, any, pretty much any like American major major store, we probably have it more than likely. Yeah, what are some like Australia only stores? Because that's more what I'm interested in. We've got. I wonder if you guys have one of the biggest chains, the grocery chains here. It's called Coles, C O L E S. Have you guys got that? Oh no, dude. Yeah, I don't think so. At least not in Illinois that I know of. Okay. What is your big grocery chains, like grocery store chains? We got Jewel Asco. That's pretty much the biggest one. I've never heard of it, dude. Yeah. How do you how do you spell that? Or how do you pronounce that again? Jewel Asco. Jewel Asco, like a jewel, like a regular jewel, and then O S C O. So like. Right. Okay. Uh, I mean, you got other ones too, like Whole Foods. If you're rich, you know, you don't waste your mm. money. <laughs> you got Trader Joe's. For like- which is, uh, you know, oh, okay. like a yeah, less yeah. expensive Whole Foods, you know. Well, Trader Joe's, right? Not Trader Joe's. Whole Foods. Yeah. That's like, that's where all the, the, the health nuts go, right? That's where they... Uh, rich rich they health nuts. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I need to stop watching so much Parks and Rec, hey? I saw this episode where I think they went to a Whole Foods and then... <laughs> yeah. And this guy was um, trying to sell vegan bacon to uh, Ron Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> oh Everyone's man! Like, oh, I'd love to try that. He just throws it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> and like I saw an episode where he's trying to eat like a banana, and uh, he couldn't do it, so he like slides it in between yeah. the hamburger, and then he's like, "I can do it now." <laughs> he's just eating it. He's he's just, yeah, he's pretty amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh man, he's like asks for all the bacon. Yeah. <laughs> but he said a lot of bacon. Uh. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's like another old clip where like he has bacon stored in his office just in case there's a shortage. Just bacon everywhere. <laughs> oh my god. It's, it's a great show, yeah. It really is, dude. I like the creator, the writers of that show, or the creators of it, because it's the same guys. It's a pretty similar sense of humor to The Office. Yeah, Office is great too. Yeah. Mm, I'm just finished. I'm up to season. So uh, that's probably one of my regular shows. I always go back on if I before I've got nothing to watch. So mm. I'm at season eight at the moment. Mm, okay. All the, just, just, but I, I skip season one though because I'm just I, I haven't got time for for that. I, I like I love season two. I think season one doesn't really do it too much justice. It's just a little yeah. bit, yeah, a little bit cringy. It's it's pretty much uh, they copy the British version, so the humor is really dry and like. Like super dry. Probably yeah, doesn't translate I mean, well. like. No, well, it's just like the way that I saw it. Because yeah. you watch it, I reckon if you watch the American first season and then compare that to this before you watch the second season, you might be able to watch because you'd be like, well, that's what they're going for. They're going for a weird, dry mm-hmm. humor. Or even more specific, it's like if you watch the first season of The Office without even seeing the original Office. You'd be like, okay, this is pretty cool. This is pretty like original, but really, it's just a word for word copy for the yeah. original office. Yeah, it's a word for word copy. Yeah, like lit- there are there are literal um, lines that have just been copy pasted. Yeah, like, um, and you know whatever it they they figured that out pretty soon. But that's not really the like that's that's not the sort of show that the creators wanted. Well, you know, Ricky, you know, the original creator. He basically laid the foundation. He had no real say in what the American showrunners were gonna were gonna do with it. And um, you find I watched a few videos on YouTube about it, mm. um, and they ended up pretty much admitting like, is this a re- where they're gonna go with the really dry humor like they did in the in the in the British office? And that was that's what they pitched, and that's what it was approved, and everything like that. That's what was gonna be the show. But then you know. Um, they took a gamble to, to, to make it more of like an, maybe more funny, effectively, yeah. like maybe go for the, the more laugh sort of thing and build good characters and everything like that. Um, and there was a bit of, that was like a 50, 50 split in the writer's studio. If they're mm. going to do dry and, you know, basically stick with the origin of what the office was or go with, you know, basically just like a good American comedy, you know, no laugh, no, not a sitcom, just a good American comedy. And they nailed it. Yeah, they nailed oh, they it. They absolutely nailed it. Yeah. I'm so glad they decided to go the other route yep. there because yeah, I, I still I still put the second season of The Office is probably one of the most watchful seasons of any TV show ever. Mm. It's very the flow is just so good and the writing is just excellent. You can tell I'm pretty passionate about it. Yeah, it's just it's something that I've, I've I've rewatched over and over and over. Yeah, I think it resonates with a lot of people. I think they did a fantastic job with everything, like the writing, the acting, the shooting. Yeah, it's really I'm a I'm a big fan. Um, I um, you know, and you know, you've you've watched the the majority of The Office, or have you finished The Office? Yeah. You know, you know most of the characters. So you know Moe's, but he's Dwight's cousin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's one of the, he's like the one of the lead writers, or one of the, the not only the lead writers, one of the creators of oh, like wow. Parks and Rec, one of the creators of um of Brooklyn Nine Nine. You know, like because they're all the same. They're the same. A whole lot of same writers, same creators, and stuff like that are from Brooklyn Nine Nine, Parks and Rec. 
in the office as well. They're all together. And that's why, like, you watch these shows and you're like, this is why people are just absolutely digging them because it's, you know, exact same sense of humor, effectively, mm. just with different little, little, little twerks in there, you know? That means... Like uh, Andy Sandberg from the parks. From yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So I, I got to check out Brooklyn Nine-Nine then because like I heard good things about it. I thought it looked lame because I had no context for the show, but then, you know, people yeah. I know are like, this show's actually really funny. So I got to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you like, <laughs> if you like Parks and Rec and if you like The Office, um, you can absolutely adore. I still think the first season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of the best, like, first seasons of a show ever as well. Wow, I think okay. they kind of, yeah, like, it's, it's excellent. They, they kind of had that going for them though because of just how, like, because you, Think of it like this: these these writers and they're all they're sticking together per different show. Imagine that chemistry they would have built there, you know. Yeah. And imagine yeah. like it's like they they're just destined for success when you know <laughs> if they do go to a different show. Like yeah. Um, speaking of um, what, speaking of like best seasons and or best pilots, what would you say if if um. If someone asks for you, like, what is your favorite? It doesn't have to, doesn't have to be a comedy or anything like that, but specifically no. the TV shows, what would you say is your favorite first season of any show? So it has to be like the pilot season, I guess. Uh, is there anything that sort of resonate? I have a lot. Uh, Arrested Development, one of my favorite shows of all time. Comedies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's an excellent yeah. season as well, the first one. They re- Yeah, agreed. It's so, it's so funny. Like, it's so smart, too. <laughs> Um, yeah, Brian Fuller's show. Showtime, yeah. wasn't it? What was that? Showtime, uh, Arrested Development. Is that who did it? I don't remember. It was NBC. I just bought the DVDs. Um, I still have it in my, yeah, I still have it in my room somewhere. <laughs> we'll definitely get back to Arrested Development because that's something that I love. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. a huge fan of it. Yeah, keep going, man. What were you uh, saying? Marvel what Agents of that... Shield. First season. I haven't seen that. I'm off. So like, no kidding. Okay. you know, it, it gets cheesy at points and like pretty stupid because it's Marvel, you know, superhero show. But like the reason why I got drawn in was that the some of the action scenes were pretty legit for a TV show. Like it looked like a high budget uh, shoot. So like I was pretty impressed by the quality of the the cinematography, at least for a TV show. Okay. Uh, and I still like the show, but I know that it's not quote unquote good. Like it, it's, it's pretty weak. It falls apart in a lot of areas, but I still love it. Um, well, yeah, like yeah. that's, like that's, um, that, yeah, the question was, which is one that, that really you liked and that was it. If that's something totally. you really liked, absolutely dude. I zombie. Um, oh, heck yeah. I like, lo- I love that show. <laughs> I zombie. What's it called again? I zombie like oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah like iPod but with a zombie and uh that yeah. one I really like the characters in it and uh the main actress uh Rose McIver she's really cute <laughs> okay she's I'll, super I'll, cute I'll, That's I'll put that down yeah I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna certainly check that out um, um yeah I hundred percent agree with Arrested Development. I still think the first three seasons of that, totally. You know, just sort of, just like that's just going to go down. It's probably, it's not appreciated enough, um, yeah. but it's it's definitely one of the most unbelievably smart, well written shows I've ever yep. seen. The, the 
the layers of comedy and the layers of of um of of the jokes in there from the writers is just unbelievable. And like they go back as well and they use a yeah. lot of like their past experiences. Yeah. It's really really good. So you can tell that the writers just went completely ham there. And this is during a time where sitcoms were king, weren't they? Which is where like they had to punch through all that so, stuff yeah. and um and get because 2001, right? That's when the first I season came out. Maybe 2001 or 2000. Probably 2003, actually. It was, it, was one, it was early. They had to punch through a whole lot of stuff that was going on at the time. They're just like, just, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of lot of sitcoms that were coming out, being cheap laughs, you know, Two and a Half Men, all these all these sitcoms that were coming out, and it sort of just shunned through as like this this beacon of, of hope yeah. <laughs> for aspiring writers to come out. We're like, no, people still watch it. Yeah, so I 100% agree with that. Yeah, I think it's, for me, like, genius comedy writing. Um, I like shows like Pushing Daisies. Uh, that was pretty good. Like, all the Brian Fuller ones. Uh, Hero Season 1, when it was good. Like, yeah, again, Brian agreed. Fuller had his hands on that, or, like, his his influence, which is why I feel like it was really strong. And then the writer's strike happened. And then they're like, mm. where do we go from here? So that's why season two is like all wonky. Uh, they kind of ruined that show in my opinion, but yeah. Uh, Lost season one, I was really into it, but yeah. then I don't like the showrunners because they don't know how to finish a story. Like if you watch the last ep, like not, not that last episode, but last season of Lost, it answers none of your questions. Or if they do give you an answer, it's terrible, and then they just have whole new sets of questions by the way they answered it, and they don't resolve anything. And it's just, because they don't know where they're going. It's kind of like Game of Thrones, if you ask me. <laughs> the way that it ended. Um, yeah. I feel like I've got commitment issues when it comes to finishing shows like that. Like, so funny you brought up Lost. I um I made a real conscious effort. Mm-hmm to watch it from start to finish years after it's finished, right? Okay. Because I, I didn't know how it ended. And I was like, I'm going to rewatch it all because I remember just watching it at the, when it first came out and just thinking nothing's going to get better than this. Yeah. It's just such an enjoyable experience watching it. So, you know, first season, punched through easily. That's an easy one. Second season was probably not as good, but it's still excellent. Mm-hmm. Kept going through all the way to the, it's the fifth season, right? It's five seasons of Lost. I don't Lost remember, six. but that sounds right. Yeah, around there. I got through every single episode up until the last season. I didn't watch the final episode. Uh. I, got, I, I, I didn't. I just knew that there was too many questions yeah. that were going to be answered. And it's like, this is, and it's a long episode as well. Yeah. So I still need to do that. I'm definitely out of the loop now. Uh. But, um, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to it. And it's okay. It's better. Better you don't. Yeah. <laughs> How about if I just like in my mind, I'll I'll think of a better finish, which is probably totally anyone can do that. <laughs> it's like anyone can think of a better finish for Game of Thrones. You know how it actually ended versus like all the fan endings out there. Like yeah. <clears throat> well, I um I did the same thing with Game of Thrones. Commitment yeah. issues. I watched every single episode of every single season up until the last season. I didn't watch anything after the third episode because I was. Mm. Because um, I was flat out at the time, but like after it, I'd have people at work saying, "Oh God, that sucked." Yeah. So oh, okay, no worries. <laughs> the next episode, God, that sucked. What are they thinking? Yeah. Then the final, that sucked. And no, I had no spoilers or anything like that. I didn't even know what they were talking about. But it's really hard to motivate yourself to watch yeah. a show that's gonna make you upset. So I was like, why even bother? 
But yeah, so I haven't watched it. It's better you don't. I actually, I feel like, um, I think one of the reasons why it does suck is, or why people think it sucks is they had the source material from George R. R. Martin for like the earlier seasons. And then after that ran out, they had to create their own. And you kind of see the weaknesses of that. They don't have the writing chops as an author, like a professional author mm. who spent a lot of time creating this world and characters. Mm. And then it's just like, yeah, it's like lost, dude. <laughs> they don't know how to finish it. Yeah. They, um, there's a good subreddit called yeah. Free Folk. Have you, uh-huh. have you stumbled across this no. one? They're effectively like, it's like the fan base of Game of Thrones rather than the real Game of Thrones subreddit. There's oh, a Game okay. of Thrones subreddit and there's the Free Folk and they're like the diehard fan, the, the meme. You know, you know, the, the pre-sequel memes for the Star Wars yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, those are pretty memes. funny, yeah. Yeah, think of that, but in Game of Thrones, free ah. folk. Okay, I gotta check that out. I've never out, seen a more disappointed subreddit in my <laughs> life after I thought it happened. Uh, they completely shit all over the. There's these two like head writers yeah, for the show, yeah. um, and apparently they're just like really let down. <sighs> I think we're all let down in, yeah. in a way. Like we were, we were stuck in there. Definitely one of the most influential shows of all time, especially during our lifetime. Like just being able to see it live in the flesh mm-hmm. as it plays out, being a part of that. We're not going to see like that anything in a very long time. I can't, especially as original and unique like that. Like I can't really, not to that degree. Yeah, no way yeah. near. To that I can't degree. think of anything right now. That, that's like Harry Potter level. Yeah, that, that they are at. You know, like that. We from start to finish mm-hmm. that we were that captivated with it, and now Harry Potter's got spin-offs and stuff, but it's not the same, you know. Definitely not. So they're going to have spin-offs with Game of Thrones, and it's not going to be the same. Yeah. So it's just they, they it's just disappointing that they could finish, you know, something like a legacy, you know, and they can finish it like that. It's just a bit disappointing. Yeah. Sad thing is, probably, those two guys are like. You know, I think they got a Star Wars movie now, or a trilogy maybe. You know it's going to be garbage now, like if those two are in charge of it. It's insane. What does the world come to? Yeah, I know. <laughs> is it just easy? Is it just like a safe bet for these studios and these executives? Like it's just a safe bet? They just care about... Because I guarantee those final episodes of Game of Thrones, no matter what you're going to... No matter how bad it was going to be, they'd be breaking numbers. They'd yeah. be record maybe record-breaking numbers, and that's all they care about. Uh, it's a business, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that's the same reason, because, like, uh, Zack Snyder was in charge of the DC movies, and they were, like, critical and audience disasters, like, after another. Like, Man of Steel started okay. It's kind of like, okay, this is all right. And then, you know, you got, like, Batman v Superman coming in, and Justice League, and, like, it goes downhill, but this guy's still making movies. And, you know, at a certain point, someone's got to step in and say, like, maybe uh, you shouldn't have complete control over this. <laughs> I think they kick Snyder off with DC, but uh, it's, they just need to pair him with someone. But, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, mm. as long as you make money, you can put in charge, I guess. Mm. That's, that's it. Like, yeah. how important is art to them than to money? Like, is art going to put... Um, gonna put money on the you know, bread on the table. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is that gonna please the whole the um the um the board? You know, is that gonna please the stock stockholders and stuff like yeah. that? Unfortunately, people are gonna watch it. They 
it's just it's just it's just a bonus if it's a good movie. You know, yeah. people are still gonna pay for it, and it sucks. You're not gonna return. You, you can't get a refund. <laughs> yeah, you, you bought it. <laughs> yeah, and you can't return it. That's it. So, um, but <clears throat> one important thing that that you can't ignore is that there's a legacy, which is something you can monetize. And if you got mm-hmm. a bad, if you start shooting on your legacy and you start getting reputation, then maybe not, not now, maybe people will buy tickets to your bad movies now because it's used, it's a legacy from previous movies. It'll do okay, but future movies, you know, it's going to be, um, you, you, not going to be as lucrative. Yeah, not going to be totally. It's been happening so, with Star Wars. Legacy is so important. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so many God. bad Star Wars movies, like Solo and... Uh, actually, Rogue One was okay, but a lot of people didn't yeah. like it. Uh, I liked Rogue One. Like, uh, yeah. I, I didn't see I didn't see Solo, and that's not because I didn't want to see I'll, I'll I'll see it. It's a Star Wars movie, so you know I'll, I'll watch it at some point. I didn't go into the movies, though, which is the first time I, have, I haven't done that since hmm. Episode 1. You know, like, since Episode 1... I've seen all this, um, you know, obviously all the, all the, all the prequels, sorry, all the pre sequels. And then obviously all the prequels that have come as well. Um, but solo, I didn't, I didn't, I, I don't, it just, it was really weird timing when they put that movie out. Yeah. I remember it was halfway during the year and like, it's probably not it worth watching a, to be honest. You know, unless okay. you got free time or like, you just want to do it, but I probably, with those sort of movies, um, if it's going to be something that's going to help with another movie that comes out after, unless it's just like a random story, like a mini mini story mm-hmm. sort of thing, I'd watch a YouTube summary. Basically, <laughs> good call. Good call. Get yeah. rid of the get rid of the filler, uh, yeah. and then just watch what what's important. Um, which did they really need to do a Han Solo movie? I thought the whole point about this guy's character was because he was supposed to be like just this random lone. Lone wolf guy that just comes in. No, no one knows his background. He's just this random guy who just ends up being an absolute hero, and then that's it. You forget about him. Do we really need to know the origins of this guy? Where well, we know he's done some dodgy stuff, but you kind of like put that aside for the greater good. Like, yeah. Why are we? Why are you filling in these gaps that no one asked for? That's, I guess to make money. It's <laughs> <laughs> real exactly. answer. Yeah. Like, that's not. Yeah. That's not money talk. <laughs> Yeah, it's because like Han Solo, oh. lovable character. You know, it's might as well milk that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. Eh? Unfortunately, you're right. Like, if yeah. if there's money to be made, if there's a cow, if there's a cash cow, they'll they'll milk it. Totally. Yeah. So I was going to say my f- favorite, um, like first season, mm-hmm. would be The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you, what's your, what do you think about, have you watched the, the series? What's I have not, it? but I remember that, yeah, it's pretty, it was a pretty big thing. Now that you mention it, it was probably as big as Game of Thrones during its time when it came out, like at the height yeah. of its popularity. Because I remember all people would talk about was like Walking Dead. Um, yeah. It was I, massive. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't watch it, yeah, but right. definitely... Gonna check it out if I have free time. Um, it's like one of those shows where it left the stamp on TV history, so definitely worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the yeah. first first episode 
the pilot wholeheartedly. I can't even think of anything that sort of comes close. There's a lot of good pilots. It's the best pilot I've ever seen. Mm. I, I've never been more captivated in a show than The Walking Dead pilot. And the first season, you know why it was so good? I've read about this. They had, I can't remember who the directors of the show were, but these were, um, is, that, is it AMC, the, the studio? <clears throat> um, the studio, they put serious mm. coin into good directors they, mm. and, and the writers. They put, because they, they're like, we need to have a big show. You know, we've got Breaking Bad, that's sort of finishing up. We need to have something that sort of takes over that slob. We'll work side by side at least. Um, and then they, yeah, they, um, they got, these amazing directors. So the first season was just all perfect. Every single episode was carefully done. No fillers. It was a short season. It was like, I don't know, like six episodes. Oh, okay. Unbelievably good. Such a good watch. If you finish there, you'd be satisfied, but you you, you want more because there's more answers and stuff. And I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but bloody gotcha. hell, that final episode of season one. Oh my God. It was <laughs> I'm gonna. I want. I'd rewatch. I've watched this 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 one season, the six episode season, so many times just because of how good they they did it. Mm. Go into season two because remember it's up to like season seven or something like yeah. that. Right? Might be more. Um, season two comes along, starts off amazing. You know, I'm not gonna give anything away because it's definitely worth watching. But it, from about the first episode until like halfway to during season two. Epic. Everything is just no fillers. There's a story. Everyone has their own objectives and stuff like that. Character progression is, is just really good. No, no baloney. Just, okay. But then you get something happens. There's a shift there. And, and mm. it's like there's a lot of unanswered questions that are happening after that. Um, there's, a, there's a part in the story where they're, just, they're doing things that no one really cared too much about. Why did that need an answer? Why did that need exploring? And then that's laid the foundation for all the episodes up until like whenever I stopped, which was like season five. Just like weird stuff, confusing stuff, filler episodes, which is like, why would you tune into a, a mm. show once a week for a filler? So I ended up reading a little bit more about it this week, and it turns out that uh, AMC, they let go of like the bulk of these directors, or they end up quitting oh, in result okay. of the budget being completely stripped of Walking Dead. It got completely like halved. And they used that money. I can't remember what the, the other show was, but um, there was a show, I think, that, that was like, I can't remember. I think it might have been going really bad, and they had to put some, they had to put more money into that budget mm. or something like that. And you can tell. And it's really, it, that, it, it was killing it because it's, they still, it's a great story. And it, people love zombies and survival. Yeah. So people were still captivated. It wasn't that good as what it could have been, but it was still captivating. It was still interesting. There were some really good storylines that they followed, and that survivor instinct in you still was just like, this is really cool. I can't wait to see what happens next, even though it's kind of a bit weird. Too many filler episodes. Mm. And then when you sort of find out about, like, behind the scenes and you think what could have been, this could have been the greatest piece of TV show in history. This could have rivaled, like, Game of Thrones um, uh, in, in terms of, like, you know, um, reviews and and just just really good reception, but it didn't. They um, it's a business at the end of the day. They yeah. Remember, the art doesn't 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 pay the shareholders. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a sad part. Sorry, I keep going. Like, it, it, it's a passion. This is probably a bit more of a passionate one for me, just because I loved it so much, and and, and just because it had so much um, so much potential. So I'll ramble on a little bit. <laughs> no, it's fine. About the Walking yeah. Dead. I just like zombie movies. I like good zombie movies as well. Like, have you got a favorite? What would you 
if you Zombie if that's what you're into. Yeah. I don't I haven't really watched a lot to be honest. Um gonna try to stay away from the horror genre or like anything that's remotely mm. like scary or violent. But yeah, like Yeah, I don't really know of any good ones. I've seen bad ones or like the mediocre ones. Like I am legend, mm. you know, uh Zombieland. Oh, I haven't seen that. Um Yeah, Zombieland is it's an interesting uh, one. It's kind of like in the middle of serious and it still has some pretty horrific scenes in yeah. there as well. Shaun of the Dead. No, that's a pretty good one. Oh, like comedy. Epic yeah. movie. Uh, See, that's, a, that's an excellent movie. Yeah. That's kind of as close to realistic as some movie will ever be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a cricket bat. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil. I've seen some of them. They're, they're pretty bad, but oh, I've seen yeah. some of them. There's so many movies. Resident Evil movies, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, there are. There's too many. Yeah. And I guess people just keep watching them. So obviously it's, they're doing something. Um, the first, again, first movie. How amazing is that first movie? You know, they did that amazing. Yeah. The second movie was still pretty good as well. But like the first movie was just, that's, that's an, an actual classic. And they, they sort of just, you know, went the monetization route and, and thought, let's, yep. let's, you know, let's see where we go with this. Let's, let's, let's turn this into, uh, a trilogy. Uh, a trilogy. Oh, let's keep going. <laughs> Turn it into like a, a ten series thing, but yeah, like I, I haven't seen the classic movie. ones, you know, like Romero or um, like Down on the Dead, that kind of stuff. Twenty Eight Days Later. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen those movies, but I mm-hmm. guess if I were to watch zombie movies, I'd go with the classics to educate myself. I guess kind of see what people mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I'm pretty new to the yeah. the genre in terms of film. Like, I love zombie games, though. Playing it is mm-hmm. different than watching it. Yeah, certainly. To the credit of um, those, one, those ones you said there, um, Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. uh, the remake, um, that's more of a thriller, which mm-hmm. is which means you, there's no cheap jump scares. There's no... There's, with thrillers, there's a bit of suspense, but there's no, like, you, you, you don't feel anxious watching it. To a degree, obviously, thrillers there are going to be some points where you, you're a bit like, "Oh, hopefully get yeah. get through here or whatever." But it's not unfair jump scares or cheap tactics to make you just scared for no reason, you know, like that. Mm. And probably I'm, I'm over generalizing there when it comes to horror movies. There are some really good horror movies that that can scare you with suspense without cheap things like jump scares. You don't. Yeah. You, there's no room for that. There are there are times where it does it goes. Like it is, it's a, like an organic one, I guess. Like it's not just pop. There it is, boom. It's like it's a build up, nearly a build up, or build up, slow down, then it happens. Those are okay. I don't mind those sort of jumps, but like when they just happen, it's just like okay, <laughs> yeah. But but with um, Dawn of the Dead, if you if it's something that you sort of a little bit um, you don't feel like just getting spooked for no reason, but you do want a, an excellent story, like mm-hmm. such a good story, and. Re- the character progression, although it's a, it's a movie, so it's you know it's about as, you are limited to, to the time of the movie yeah, goes forward. Still, are. Um, it's very uh, you know to their credit, they did an excellent job. The writing was amazing. the The atmosphere was amazing. The scenery that they did, like have you have you, you played Left 4 Dead? Mm-hmm. Yep, both of them. You know the yeah Left for, think mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead Two, the shopping mall mission. Where you're trying to fill up the car with gas, that one? Yep, that's yep. the one. That's very Dawn of the Dead mm. um, influence, I feel. That's very Dawn of the Dead. They, they they camp out in a shopping center, 
except the shopping center is all lit up. It's not like it's dark and dingy and scary. They they've camped up in this area. They've 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 basically got all the food they want. They've got all they've got all the entertainment they want. It's just these guys that are, there's a zombie outbreak. Um, I don't want to give too much away because it's definitely worth watching, but it is the sort of like premise of the movie. They're basically surviving, but trying to be comfortable. Mm. And it's really cool. It's really, okay. really good how they've done it. And that's why it's, it, it is like, it's full on. And then they sort of slow down a bit and you see the character progressions in that movie. You really appreciate what the directors did there. As well as like that on that lingering thought of, you know, there's a whole lot of zombies outside trying to come in. Right. Like, ah, oh, you know, let's have some beer. It's all good. <laughs> Like, I always wondered, uh, how I would do in a zombie outbreak. It's kind of like one of the things I wish I could, like, simulate. You know, like, mm-hmm. you, you go somewhere and then they're like, we're going to simulate a zombie outbreak. Let's see how well you do and kind of, like, just imagine what my plan would be. You know, like, what, what are the first steps to survive? And, like, how would you set up a, like, a habitat in that kind of environment? It's like things Not I like only a survival about. one, but yeah. like to survive the current threat, but ongoing as well. Yeah. What would you? What? What have you thought about? Like, what would you be your? You know, you, you're just waking up. You've heard the neighbors screaming. You have a look outside. There's some zombies going on. You got your keys for your car. What do you do? So you gotta go get weapons first. I I, fi- I figure like mm-hmm. I don't have guns in my house, so I'll probably go get some. But I think. For me, the biggest thing is to make sure you're not in like a really densely populated area. Cause you know, if there's zombies, uh, pretty much everyone's going to turn into zombies <laughs> except for a few cause they're not going to be prepared. And then, <laughs> so it's like getting to, uh, like not that heavily occupied area, but you need, you need like fresh water and all that. And then I would probably try to like, make an encampment there and then you would have to get people and then work on like exterminating all the zombies near your area like little by little like pushing out because if you want to survive mm-hmm. you gotta get rid of all the zombies <laughs> that's right that's yeah. that's the end game isn't it yeah. and it's as if we're assuming the zombies are advanced enough to like not deteriorate or break down or whatever you know like We'd, let's just assume that these um these are super zombies. These things don't die, like okay. unless they um they are killed, they're shot, sort of thing. Like they're not they're, they're not going to deteriorate, you know, like a dead body mm. should, sort of thing. Um, yeah, like that's a problem that you, you just can't ignore it. If you've if to say you've been one of the lucky ones to get out of there, you've got some protection and you've met up with people and like what it, now is it our? This is probably for. For humankind, it's our responsibility. We we were chosen just to be to remain alive and to to clear the problem out. I guess. So you're a fixer. So that's that's good. You, I um obviously a survivor, but then also there's a problem. I need to fix it. Okay, so that that's a good. Yeah. Because we need more. Um, how about this? How about this for a base? Um, I've always thought. Let's just get. Let's just say you get to a point where the zombie outbreak is just the worst it could possibly be. Okay. Super zombies. Okay. Zombies can't die. Um, the only way they can die is with guns, shot into the head, or whatever. Just having their brain scrambled with a weapon or something. Like they have to be killed to die. They can't just die. Um, obviously they eat people and everything like that. Now the, in the first thought in my head is like, you know, get get my keys, get everyone out of the house. Um, survive for like try and 
compose yourself, figure out what's going on. No worries. Next thing is like, well, this is this threat's not going to go away, right? Let's just ex- mm. you come to the acceptance. Nothing that I'm going to do in Australia. We'd I'd have to find like special. We've, we've got like no gun shops or anything, so I'd have to find like a, some form of protection. I might have to raid like a police station or something like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Get some protection, and then the next thing I'd do be like, well, what do we do? We've got, you know, we've survived mm. with, with with family and everything like that. I've got a car, with some gas, and I've got protection. What are we going to do to survive now? You know, let's just mm. say I've somehow had some like food in the cupboard. I've had some water I've taken with me. I've been really, really quick with it all. Now I'm thinking of the future. This is like this. This has been put here, and now I need to survive. Like every premise for every something movie ever. I've always thought I'm near. I'm, I'm pretty close to like a body of water here, where we get cruises yeah. that come through in boats and stuff that come through. How about this? How about like you get you're still in contact with people. Let's just say like the the communications are still going for whatever reason. You rally up some people together, and you're like, listen, let's just take over this cruise ship. <laughs> That's a great idea, like dude. This. Zombies can't swim. Get the good zombies can't swim, and yeah. if they can, good luck climbing up a big cruise ship, yeah. sort of thing. You know, we're only human. You know, they, they might be kinder. They got they're, they're limited by the human human limitations, aren't yeah. they? They've only got limbs and arms and everything. They can't climb. So, and the beauty about this thing is, right? You can always you don't have to go too far out of like obviously you'd get up there. You you might. I don't, I don't know how to drive a cruise ship, but let's just say yeah. you get up there, you you don't really have to do too much else. You just take away the, um, you disconnect the, um, not the ladders or whatever, the um, the ways to get up there, and then there's no way for the zombies to get to you. But what about yeah. this? Okay, well that's awesome. You might have some food in the cruise ship for last you might, you know, maybe a few months or whatever at best. Water at best. What do you do after that? How do you, how do you survive? You're on this island effectively. And that's where I get stuck. I don't know how this plan works. Like, do you get like a dinghy or something like that? Do you get one of those like those life rafts and you just quickly make a mission, like it's your job that day or that week to do a mission to get some resources and then maybe learn to plant some food on the on the boat? Like, that's where I've always gotten lost and I've always. Mm. Yeah, I think that's you can make a farm cool. on your boat. Probably could. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, but I don't know where they'll, you get the water though. That's probably the hard part. Fresh water. Yeah. How do you get fresh water? Because yeah. these these cruise boats they're on they're on salt water. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you, do you just wait for it to rain and you just I guess. collect all the water? But that's you know. Imagine if you start having a let's just say let's look down like ten years down the line. Is that sufficient? Let's just say you have a family for some reason. That's mm. just you know you somehow survive and you have a family. It's more people you got to feed, more water you got to got to have and stuff. Is that rainwater going to be enough? Like, can you build a system? Maybe. Like maybe. Mm. Anyway, so that's always been one of my um, sort of like worst case zombie outbreak backup plan. That's a good one, Steel though. Boat. That's actually pretty good. Unless there's it's zombies the on the same. boat, but <laughs> mm. <laughs> then everyone's screwed. I up, guarantee yeah. there would be as well. Yeah. I reckon there would be zombies you'd have to clear out on the boat. Yeah. But maybe we're smarter than them. Hopefully we can figure out some crazy... That's that's a great idea because you can fit so many people on a cruise boat too, so you can save a lot of people. Yeah. Yep. They're designed like those boats are designed to be uh, like which they don't. It's not like they get taken out of the water once they're built, unless there's something yeah. serious. Something serious has to go on with them, like some serious maintenance or whatever. Mm. They're designed to be there forever, you know. 
So that was always my sort of, um, you know, get on water somehow. Like if you can, because like any other way, if even if you climb up, if you, mm. you know, let's just go a different route. Let's just say you're on land and you, and you find an area where there's no possible way for zombies to get to you there. Um, well, you think there's no possible way. Like okay. you're, you're on land and you've like, you're, you're at a structure that's difficult for people to get up there. But you got to remember, it's still, there's still land there for them to come up and there still has to be a way for them to come up if you've gotten up there, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Unless you design a way for it. So, like, once you get up there, you you, you stop all, you know, you basically either prevent yourself from ever going back down to prevent other people from getting back up. Not, not, and I'm not that feasible, I don't think. I don't. Uh, there's just too many flaws in that sort of approach. What do you think? What yeah. Would you, I agree. You have like, a base. I pretty much have like a land base because, you know, you want farmland and fresh water. So like any source of fresh water and a uh, plot of land. But like to build defensive structures uh, around a large base is going to be hard and they can always be breached. So, like, the ideal location would be something with, like, a body of water blocking off a huge side of your base. You know, like a freshwater lake or something. And then, like, you know, either mountains or something natural. So, the amount of structures you have to build are pretty limited. But, yeah, like, you you want a source of fresh water and produce. I guess the number one things I would look for. Um but We've yeah. never really seen that, hey, with shows like just like if they're in a zombie outbreak, maybe go to like a little island or something like yeah, that. Yeah, an island Get would be awesome too. That fixes the problem unless yeah. zombies learn how to swim or fly. Like, yeah. that <laughs> Flying fix the zombies? Problem, well, screw them. Yeah. Well, you just be like, yeah, I give up. Yeah. Time, you win. You win. Just roll over good and night. die. <laughs> yeah. Just sort of like, ah, uh, you know, had a good run. Yeah. <laughs> Found this island. You know, it was good. But they're flying now. Like, it's like flying cockroaches. You can't win. Like, oh, yeah. Or like flying That's spiders. A... That'd be scary, too. Is that a thing? Because uh, they use spiders that fly with web, right? Like, yeah, they, yeah. they create, like, a, a parachute. That's, like, the worst nightmare <laughs> possible. <laughs> spiders everywhere. I uh, hate that exists. Yeah. I hate that's a real thing. Uh, the flying cockroaches are... Because the noise they make as well, they're already just probably the most. Just, I hate them in every yeah. sense of the word. I hate them so much. Add wings to them with that noise. That's not. It's not even fair. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it. It's like give uh, me a break. Like give me. And um, a lot of the cockroaches we have here were like we've got so many different breeds of cockroaches. Oh, we've, got okay. like a, we've got like German cockroaches. We've got American cockroaches, and these things look. Got our Australian cockroaches and stuff like that. And they, they really are different when you have a look at them. Like, mm. Their sizes are complete. It's just not fair. Yeah, I'm glad I, I don't really encounter cockroaches. It's a blessing. <laughs> What's your sort of pest that you get where you're at? Um, mostly ants, like tiny, tiny harmless ants, you know, they're just there, it's just all over the place. And then uh, a little bit of like fruit flies. That's pretty much it. It's re- relatively tame where I live. Um, mm. Man, that's pretty good. That's a luxury. Yeah. Every once in a while, you might see like a tiny spider and it's just like whatever, because they'll kill the other bugs. So you just leave it. But 
That's right. Yeah. No, I, I'm a big fan of, of the spiders because they they've yeah they go after these other annoying insects yeah. that I hate. You know the ones that breed like stupid amounts. Yeah. We just discovered. We think we got like a mouse living in our roof or something like that. Um, and we live in a pretty small place. Mm. And um, you hear this thing running up the walls and stuff like that. And it doesn't sound like what a mouse should sound like, like a nice little cute little scratching yeah. or anything like that. It sounds like someone's on the inside just like banging. Oh. Maybe 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 like 50% of that. But like if it sounds like someone's like tapping the wall sort of thing, like someone's tapping. That would so be annoying. Up by that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit freaky. It's the worst way to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> just like... Oh. Yeah, I had birds weird. sneak in, like, there's ventilation for, like, the, the dryers and whatnot for the hot air to escape, so, like, birds crawl in there and build a nest, and then they might get into the attic space that way, too, and, uh, it's, it's super annoying, because there's a bunch of birds, like, above your head making noise. That was, that happened in my old house, but thankfully they don't got that problem here. Oh, nice. Imagine, like, every, like, 5 a.m., dude, just imagine, like, 10 birds chirping everywhere, like, right yeah, above your head. Yeah. No, that's not good. How how early would you say that would be the earliest they'd come? Just as soon as they, like, wake up, right? Yeah. In the morning. Shit, you could get, like, 5 a.m. wake-up calls from these things, right? Yeah. I feel like we would have a disservice if we didn't at least touch on the flat earth Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Constantly brought up. Yeah, I mean, we covered I, um, Area 51 a little bit. You gotta go to Flat Earth now. Yeah. I guess, um, you know, I think full disclosure, we, we are being completely satirical about it. Yeah. And we were going to do a, um, a satirical Flat Earth podcast where, like, I was going to try and convince you or something like that, or you're going to try and convince me and... One of us might have been like, or maybe we both agreed. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, this is awesome. This is flat in the earth. So, um, I don't know where that started. I think I might have brought it up when I was watching one of your streams, and you were doing some flat, you're flattening something for something. Yeah, I just thought it was just funny. Just the last, you know, just just bring it up and say, yeah, I'm creating a flat earth, just like you know, just like it should be, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing something like that. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. What is, what is your cold, hard opinion on it? Uh, like generally I try to keep my mind open about things. So like it's, there is a possibility the earth could be flat, a very, very small possibility, like almost zero, but nothing is close to zero. Right. So like, I don't make fun of people who believe in flat earth or like make it a joke, but it's just like, there's so much, uh, evidence pointing against it. And like the model that they have doesn't work now. It just blows my mind how someone would believe in that. Like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, based yeah. On, sorry. Uh, it's nothing I, I, I was going to say anything important. It's just like, you know, the model that you have, you just think about it for a few minutes. It doesn't work. Like the earth is a, always accelerating, you know, at 9.8 meters per second 
relative, you know, upwards, perpendicular, which is why you're not really falling down. You're, the earth is coming up to meet you, you know? And, you know, for something that's always accelerating, you know, you're getting faster and faster. You're going to bounce run into something. Like, you'll catch up to other objects. Like, it wouldn't stay an equal distance or, like, generally equal distance away from you. Like, there wouldn't be things like orbits. And, uh, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's just a bunch of crazy talk. Yeah, they are certainly leaving out a lot of things like that when they try and push this. So I've watched a um, it's a documentary about the flat Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the flat Earth. Like flat Earth is a study, not even a study, just just like just a documentary about them. Um, and it's called Beyond the Curve. So I brought this up with you yeah. because I'm you can tell how obsessed I am with it. Um, just because of how how well it was done. It was a re, it was a Netflix original. It was they um it was really good. I might as well just tell you a, a quick summary of it. Sure. It is just a study of the um or just like a documentation of these flat earth enthusiasts and what they do, these guys in their field, they, they, they pick like maybe like the top three people. I'm saying top three, very, um, you know, what, 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 well, like the top three of like the other flat earthers, I guess these guys are the ones that have the, probably the biggest voice mm-hmm. and have their own, you know, their own media channels with it as well. And, um, basically they go to these guys, um, and just, just get their opinion on it and everything like that. But also, um, follow them around when they go to, to conventions and stuff or watch their their, their live streams and mm-hmm. things like that. It's pretty harmless stuff, right? These guys are pretty harmless. If they believe it, whether they if they legitimately believe it or not, um, I can't see any malicious intent with it. It just seems like yeah. it's probably more. And to be really, I don't think they, to the core, I don't think they would, if, if you put a gun to their head and say, listen, is a, do you honestly believe it? Round or flat, I don't know which way they would go, but mm. you, you'd hope they would go towards the more. Is my life really important to be the image of you know of this movement right now? Is it that important? And the reason I say that is because um, one of the guys that they did follow around, mm-hmm. he he was looking for a new conspiracy theory. He just wanted something new because his whole life, um, his source of entertainment was going into unpopular con- conspiracy theories and trying to make him legit or trying to like convince, not only convince himself, but convince other people that this is a possibility. Mm. So that's why I am very like, after watching that docker, it's like, I don't think these guys are fully convinced themselves. And if they're not, I reckon you can convince them easily if they just sat down and listened, which is something they don't do. They, yeah. they, cause, cause they're probably a little bit, bit scared of, um, of, of what that means. Cause they make they make money from this, right? This is this is a business now for them. So, are you really gonna, you know, kill the cash cow just <laughs> because of something that might not be, you know, to the, to your core you think is is true or not? No way. It's yeah. it's how they make money, and that's what's still a thing. Um, so that's basically it. Is like it, you're just sort of delving into their into their world, a background of who they are, and then you go into some conferences and they sort of show the other flat earthers. A lot of the stuff they say, um, you kind of just like, okay, no worries. That's half of the doco. The other half is getting uh, experts, astrologers. Mm-hmm. Um, you're getting scientists, doctors. You're getting all these people that are just like, and they. The, the beauty about these guys here, and the biggest difference that you have with these scholars versus these um, enthusiasts, I guess, is that these scholars will listen. 
to what you have to say. Yeah. And they are, they're like you, they're, they're, they're willing to have their mind changed. You know, they can be, they can be, be there and then think, oh, I'm so confident that what you're saying is not right, but I'm still going to give you the platform. I'm going to listen to you out. And that's the biggest difference between people like these guys, these scholars, and just, you know, to credit, pretty much anyone who's got a bit of common sense versus these extremists or these people that are like, nope, that's it. You can't convince me otherwise. Yeah, and, I mean, um, in the end, it doesn't really matter if the earth is flat or round either. Like, it doesn't affect absolutely. me. My, my life, it doesn't make it better or worse. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think that's important as well, just to just to sort of, like, put these guys in a light. The, the, the enthusiasts, I'll say. I won't say mm-hmm. extremists. I'll say the enthusiasts. Is because, for the most part, these guys who are doing it, it is a no-harm thing. They're, it's a business. Maybe it's just the – it's just enter- – because they're in a community now, man. Like yeah. you know how important communities are, and how how much of an impact that makes on your life and stuff. They just love being a part of something like that, where other people are, which other people might not understand as much. So you can sort of, if you try and see why they're doing it, you can appreciate it. So that's at the absolute, you know, let's just say that's the people who want nothing. They don't want to make any changes. They don't want to change, mm-hmm. you know, for the better of laws or anything like that. They don't want to change the history books. They just want to be in their own little world. And discuss it. And maybe bring. Some, they want more members, obviously, but <laughs> yeah. for the most part, they don't want to change things. Switch it over to the extremist side, right? And the whole reason why the flat Earth movement has become what it is today. Uh, in the documentary, they basically showed where it started, like a, where they're pretty confident where it started from, why it mm-hmm. became so big to it is today, and what it was was there was this. I can't remember his name. I will just quickly bring it up just for context. Um, it was this flat. It was this uh, a NASA employee that ended up while he was at NASA started like putting out there the possibility of this Earth is flat. He had like a following as well, sort of thing. Mm. So he's got that NASA credibility, right? Which is huge. But a lot of his claims were completely unfounded. No scientific research to back it up. So I need to make that really clear. I'm not just. I don't want to make it like just because he's got a NASA title there. That doesn't mean what he's saying should be take. Gotcha. It, it doesn't give enough credit yep. uh, credit there. But what he was but obviously for people it was enough. And then people listened and look, I'll um when I have the name I'll 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 bring it up there just so everyone everyone knows. I don't even know if it's that um important just to get the name of the of the guy. Mm. But basically what he did was um yeah, started started effectively started what we've got Flat Earth is today. But it's gotten bigger than him, obviously, now, because otherwise yeah. we'd know who, he'd be the face of it. So it's gotten bigger than this guy, and he's he's actually he's kind of lost it a little bit as well. Like, they, they showed him where he's at now, and he hates these new Flat Earth um, people in the mm. league, like the, 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 the top Flat Earthers, I guess. He hates them because they're taking his thing, right? This is, this is the way he's seeing it. It's not... Not the way they see it, but the way he sees it is he, they've taken the thing that he's created and then they've monetized on it. They've made it big. And it's not like he's been, he wants to be treated as like, you know, the founder effectively okay. sort of thing. And he's not getting that credit. So he hates him. Man, that's how you know that it's not really about flat earth. It's just about themselves at this point. <laughs> it, yeah. it is. It certainly is. And yeah. this is probably just me. They don't say, remember, it's, a good documentary, they don't show opinions on things like yeah, that. They just yeah. broadcast it and let you make your own opinions. So this is, this is what I took out of it. Gotcha. Um, which 
which was like, I think these guys are just doing it for to, as, as a business model right now, for one, and two, just for the acceptance of just being known as a figure in that area and getting recognition for mm. it. People love these people. It'd be a pretty cool thing to be loved for something that you do that maybe doesn't matter if you have to believe in it too much. If you get recognition and love for it, you ride that train. I, I would want it to matter, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, I, I, I want to I do something that matters. That's right. Because yeah. then you'd get that. You don't want to be a phony. Yeah. I think your reputation is more than your bank account. Yeah, I think totally. Might be, totally. And, and you don't. You don't. You don't want to be. This is. This is. Yeah. This is how I'd see it. Mm. I wouldn't do it because, although I don't try and take, I don't try and care too much what my peers think about me. You still don't want a bad reputation. Yeah. You know. I guess it's, there's. Yeah, and I think I'm not saying these guys have a bad reputation. They just have a weird reputation, mm. you know, not an honest one. I don't think. So that's what um, beyond the curve was, sort of thing. That's sort of sort of painted to me. Gotcha. Um, that, like it's just these normal people who've just taken something not too far. Probably just they've taken it to a degree where they can, you know, they can take advantage of it. I guess I think mm. that's what they are. They're taking advantage of the whole the whole system. That's a good way to put the whole it. Movement. Yeah. They're not doing anything malicious, like as in the, these guys here, but there are people. That's where I stopped the line is that people trying to make, push things onto people and discredit. Because you can't just say it's a harmless thing either. Because if you say this is a harmless thing, you, you're discrediting um, scholars, scientists, researchers, mm-hmm. doctors that have gone to, not only spent like, you know, maybe a decade at uni, but also decades in their in their field in their yeah. career and you're just saying no doesn't matter doesn't matter like the government um has planted these things in here to to have more control i don't care i don't the government may be paying you to say this you know what <laughs> i mean like it's it gets ugly hey like when you start thinking of it like that it gets a bit ugly yeah so i think hole. the funny thing is it's the same with people who believe the earth is round because there was a nice TED talk about this guy who was saying that science has kind of devolved into its own religion per se, where it, science has its tenets and you can't really question it. And that kind of defeats the purpose of science. So whether you're a religious person or not, if you're like, if you believe in science, then it's pretty much there's the big bang and then evolution. And like, these are truths. And for science, there's really no truth. It's just a matter of questions and, and the search for truth, um, which is really important. And like, if you start to question these things, then you get like shunned by the scientific community, which is what happened to these guys. So like, it's, it's like on both sides or on any side actually, where people are kind of unwilling to question uh, what they see and genuinely search for something. And they just take matters into their own hands and like, this is the only version of the truth. Uh, and other, all other versions are immediately false, and uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see that happen um, in like all areas of life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, you just stop listening. That's a really good point. Yeah. Mm, no, that's right. It's a really yeah. good point, especially with the religion one, because that's like, um, if you don't believe, then I'm talking. If you are sort of like, if you're on that, if that's what you are. If you're a religious person, generally, it's like. If, um, it's like it's belief, but without the proof of belief, and like you know, 
you put in because it's look how far like look how far like it goes back if you go to the history let's just say use christianity for example mm-hmm. look how far that goes back sort of thing you're putting all that trust and belief into something that is real that you are willing to shape your life for that belief right yeah but if you put this into like a put this into a different field sort of thing like science sort of thing the whole point of science like you said is to question it to question not only have two people question it three people question it people need to question it and they need to come up with like you know more they need to agree on like what the likely outcome or whatever of that question was to come yeah. to something you know a bit more a bit more plausible because you can never really confirm things with it it's you always can, changing yeah. every time also, I think for science, the search for truth is more important than arriving at the truth itself. Like, that's the that's the eternal quest. Um, I think that can be applied to anything in life. Like, even with religion, uh, instead of blindly believing in its tenets, like, you can search for truth in your own way, and and then that's the conclusion that you arrive at is that there's a deity or whatnot, or like these systems or a belief, and like the people who arrive at whatever. The, the quest for truth brings them to, um, you see that they're a lot more well-rounded than these people who just blindly believe in anything they're told, no matter <laughs> what your belief is. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You need to question things all the time and you need to, as important, you can be sure something like you can, to the bottom of your heart, you can say, I'm nearly positive about this, but you, to some degree, you also need to have, be open enough to have your mind changed if you yeah. you just have to if you go into a conversation because then what's the point of um you know going to a conversation where you just feel like what what did all you're doing is contributing but you're not are you really listening to the other person because if you just like and you just have to it, at the end of the day you might not agree with them and you still might be confident with what you thought at the start was still you know what it, what it was yeah it's fine but what about yeah. what about the possibility that this person has told you something, and just because of you've got your own, you, you, you I don't know, maybe you've closed it off so much that there's no possible way that you can actually, like, you know, learn from that, mm. I guess, and have your mind change. That's important. And I guess it, it, it's getting harder these days, man, with things like that. People are, any, you can pretty much use this for any X topic, couldn't you? People yeah. are finding it. Yeah, like um, politics, like. Hmm. You know, especially in the U.S., where there's a lot of division, with like you're either pro-Trump mm. or anti-Trump, and you don't really stop mm. and think about like actual like topics that are important to, <laughs> to your life as mm. an American citizen, and it's more like mm. this battle of figureheads instead of actual politics. And I hate what it's devolved into. It's like a circus show, basically. Mm, it really yeah. is, and um, you know when. When I'm on the front page of Reddit, if there's mm-hmm. anything to do with the politics of subreddit, it's always bashing um, either Republican side or Trump or yeah. that. It, it, it's always that's why I've probably found a lot lately. Like you probably, it's really hard to find real accurate, neutral information when it comes to comes to that to those topics. Totally. Like I'm really disappointed in this, the way that the um, Reddit's been lately because I've always liked Reddit because it's generally, for the most part, it's not like at the end of the day there is there is going to be a certain agenda there where you know maybe doesn't matter where you swing if there's a momentum there on one either side that is going to become the loudest the loudest mm-hmm. answer or the loudest um, topic or the loudest um, 
whatever, you know, without us comment or whatever. Yeah. Shouldn't be, shouldn't work like that, you know. It's just like that momentum makes it. Um, and then, like, if, from an outsider, let's just say, you know, unless you really know how to read read outside the box, if you go and see that, you know, let's just say like this month has been all like anti-Trump for everything like that or whatever. You're going to think, you're going to, you know, if there's nothing to back that up, you know, that's going to be one of the first things you bring up if you're in a conversation. Like, oh, you see all yeah. this stuff. Must be some truth to it, you know. I mean, you know, really, context, you know, and that's and unfortunately that's just like the way that media has been working these days and that's how they make money yeah, as well. Like yeah. it's just you need to remember these are privately owned, privately owned um, channels and companies. I think one of the so, things that yeah I hate about this today's current current day society is like emotion trumps truth right now. Like how you feel determines what's true or not. Like it's like for example, I was just reading because I I go to Yahoo because I have a Yahoo email account. <laughs> I also have Google, but like I know people are asking yeah. why they have a Yahoo email account. I had one when I was young, but like. I look at the front page of the news and this is what like Yahoo thinks is important or they're trying to shape your opinion by what they post as news. So I read through it, not because I want to know what's happening or consider that news. I'm more interested in like how Yahoo is trying to use their platform to shape public opinion, right? Um, cause you, you control the opinion by what you determine is news. And I was like reading how uh, it's like a politician or like a celebrity. I don't know who these people are. I don't care. They were saying like they made a comment about Kamala Harris, who's a, a candidate for the U.S. president, right, for Democrats, and how uh, she was saying that she was too, what you call overconfident for challenging Joe Biden, because you know from her perspective. Uh, she thought this candidate was getting too cocky and thinking that the other people were not as important. And so mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it became about race because Kamala Harris mm-hmm. is a, yeah, a woman of color. So then they're saying that, oh, you're a racist or you're making this about race or you're a sexist. And it's like, if you look at the actual comment, none of that exists. <laughs> so then all these people read into it and then they, they, let their emotions determine what's actually true. And then this woman is facing blowback because of that. And it's just, it's just a weird time to live in now where, you know, context doesn't matter and like mm-hmm. actual facts don't matter. It's, it's basically how you feel. Mostly are you offended? Mm-hmm. And then if you're offended, then what offended you must be evil. Like mm-hmm. weird, weird society we live in right now. Yep. Yeah. If, there's, there's so many. Yeah, that's a it's a really good one because like there's so many other areas you go with that. One of those just on that last point you said offended. You've offended me. Now you now you're responsible for that. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. You know. Rather than just like oh well, you know you got offended. That's okay. Accept it. Yeah. Or or um, like you know like don't deal with that person. Maybe they're a jerk. You know. It's just be like you can swear right. at them or whatnot. Just don't talk to them. But like there always has to be a cost now. <laughs> Yeah, it's we scary. Are the guinea pigs, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think it's yeah, scary because it, it affects your livelihood. Like, you know, you can lose jo- your job yeah. over this. Like, you can lose a lot of things. It's very scary. Did yeah. you see that thing recently with uh, Mario Lopez when um, no. he was on? He was being interviewed by a conservative media um, YouTube personality. I can't remember her name. Okay, he was being interviewed by her. She. This is this is just. It, it's a pretty big conversation that's happening lately it's 
um, deciding these parents making this decision for their children, so young children, mm-hmm. um, orientation, sexual orientation at such a young age. They, okay. as in, and um, I'm going to just, I'm not going to um, bash on anyone or anything like that, but I'll just sort of, I'll, I'll put the context out there. Basically, what these parents believe is if a, um, if a child, what a child says, doesn't matter really what age, mm-hmm. it's not clear at all because there's nothing in place. If the if their children say that they one day um, they, they 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 like boys or they they like let's say if you're a female if you're a boy oh I like boy, other boys if you're a female I like other females then that right there is this their orientation for life that's a section that's the that's mm-hmm. going to be assigned to them and from that point on that's their parents they've listened and they've been they progressively listened to their child and they're going to shape that child's um, you know, their life up to adolescence as that's the, their orientation, not given, mm-hmm. not so much. And this has been maybe probably being really sort of like black and white about it as well. There's way more. It is still a very gray area, but there's that effectively, if you want to summarize it, that's what that is in terms of that thing. There's another darker side of that. And is have you ever heard of this term called, or the, I don't know what you'd even call it. It's a label. Um, they call it puberty blockers. No. Heard of that before? No. What is that? Okay. So puberty blockers is is the name that's been con. I don't know the origins of it, but what it is is let's just say the same child or you know same age, and we can go back. There has been some really scary cases of it. Oh, sorry, this a smaller age, um, an earlier age, where let's just say a child, you know, maybe like you know like mm-hmm. five, six, seven, or eight, who's a male, and they say, "Mom, Dad, I wish I was a, a I wish I was a a female. I feel like I'm a female on the inside." Okay. So so what these parents can do, they can sign up for basically they can find a doctor because it's not hard to find these sort of doctors like that and get these sorts of prescriptions, like hormone prescriptions, right? Okay. For the different sex. So let's just say this um, or hormone reduction, you know, medication as well. So let's just say this boy who says he feels like a female wants to um, go to the parents. The parents listen to this boy, to, to the child. They go to a doctor that prescribes them medication to basically reduce the hormones of this child so he starts becoming more feminine sort of thing like okay. that. That's been a huge movement. And, that, and that, so that was the context of what, you know, mm. going back to this Mario Lopez um, conversation was. So puberty block, just to, just to make it, and that's, that's probably like the best, I probably put that at, as, as clean as I possibly could to sort of, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty critical of it, but again, you, you try and see both sides. So, that's what if you're uh, a male? I think where does it stop there as well? Puberty blockers isn't the medication; it's just the stopping of um, um, by any means to con- progress into um, the gender you were assigned with and change mm. into something different. Effectively, so parents are doing I this see. right now. It's a, okay, so like, so Mario Lopez, he's a pretty mm. big personality. He's from E, e- News. Um, he's just like he's one of the hosts from there. He's He's an actor as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was on this. Um, Candace Owens is the name of the interviewer. Actually, she's a okay. she's a conservative um, African American um, YouTube personality. Uh, he was on her podcast, and she goes to him, "What you, What is your opinion on puberty blockers?" Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm paraphrasing right now. It might not even mean that that um that specific. Direct. It yeah. might have been like, okay. "What is your opinion on on X?" Yeah. So um, 
in Mario's response, probably more towards the puberty blockers side, he said, um, children at such a young age, he was, he was talking about, I think he might have even mentioned um, like the, the age of like three, things like that. Wow, okay. But there are cases of that happening. Yeah. You know, can you think of a more impressionable age for a child at that young way? If you tell them things, they'll believe. Effectively. Yeah. Or, if, or it's not hard. If they don't believe it at first, if you drill it into them, they're going to learn that. They're going to think it's a normal thing. Now, that sounds pretty malicious, like as if a parent's trying to convince them that. But let's just say, like, this child, um, oh, I'll go back to Mario. He basically okay. said, I don't agree with it because children are so impressionable at this age. You need to let them effectively, you know, make these decisions at a much. Completely agree with them, that, yeah. Like, let them, let them yeah. make this decision when they are, when they're basically at an age where they're probably more, they have more responsibility on that decision and probably understand, I wouldn't say consequences, but consequences you know yeah, there are consequences that, yeah it, it's I a think. lifetime yeah. commitment do mm-hmm. you expect a child to make a lifetime commitment at three years old this is me going to the actual extreme let's just say let's be fair we're in an eight-year-old um and let's just say that eight-year-old wants to are you, do you think it's fair for this eight-year-old to be you know have a, a decision that's going to affect the rest of her life at only eight years old. Do you think they've really thought it through? Do you think they've really thought of the consequences? Yeah, that, that's like what saying that means? you can get married at when you're eight. It's like, no, you can't. <laughs> you know, like, you can't make any decision yep. for yourself at that age. So, exactly, exactly the same thing, right? These children are not developed in the absolute slightest. They're not developed, like, I can talk about that forever. Like, mm. just, just, just to add on to that, but to go back to Mario, he gave his opinion. Okay, yeah. he was on a conservative show. You got to understand. You got to remember the media um, and the um, entertainment industry is there. There's they certainly swing more left than they do swing right. Yeah. You've got a spectrum. There. Yeah. So the fact that he went and voiced his opinion on that, saying, "Listen, I don't think that's I don't agree with that at all," um, and I'm going to bring it up there just just because I am paraphrasing a lot here, but it's effective. It, mm-hmm. it is what he effectively said. He got thrown under the bus. He got like people saying he was this, the nastiest stuff about what he said. How he wasn't not like how could he possibly think that if he's not really if he never did, didn't go through that, which is another argument in itself. He publicly apologized and ended up saying, oh, "I can't, you're right. And I, I completely understand now. I was completely uh, sorry for being insensitive. Yeah. Completely backtracked because you know I guess who would have um, he would have threatened him. Well, you know maybe not threatened, but like." His his job, yeah, probably really depended on that on him making that apology, and that is very scary. That, that is. people just cannot. Common sense can get you fired. Like that's a common sense thing. Anyway, what what's your opinion on that either? On yeah, I totally yeah. Opinion on one exactly. So I lost the context. Uh, more yeah. so, probably more. I know. I I I need to yeah. I, I unravel a lot there. Probably more so on just the. I guess what Mario said first, initially mm. when he was questioned, to backtracking there. What is your opinion on that? Like, that's oh, no. completely absurd. You shouldn't free, be free to have your own opinion, whether it's right or not. That's the that's the freedom of most of these developed countries, is to have your own, like, think for yourself and whatever system of belief you have, you should be free to have it. Uh, you can have a wrong system of belief, but, like, if there's someone out yeah. there who... I think completely is messed up in the head. I'm not going to want them to change, force them to change. Actually, I want them to be free to think whatever they want, right or wrong. And Mm -hmm. 
because like you walk a really dangerous line where you can disagree or agree with someone, but if you're determining what is right, the right way of thinking, like who determines that? Right? Like who gets to determine that and tell me that the way I'm thinking is right or wrong and I have consequences for that? You're walking a really dangerous line and when you put that power in the hands of a human being, um, that's why no one should have that power. <laughs> like the, the laws are in place where if your way of thinking makes you break the laws which are set there, then obviously there's punishments for breaking the laws itself. But like to have an opinion and get punished for that? I don't understand that at all. Like it, it goes against the concept of freedom. Like it's, I think it's a ingrained human right to have that freedom. Yep. Yeah, he shouldn't Agreed. have to backtrack at all either. Like <laughs> if that's the thing, yeah. I, I feel sorry for him for more than anything. Hey, if the way that you're thinking is has no harm, like if there's no truth to it, let's say. Uh, Mario Lopez was completely wrong, right? Let's just, let's just go with that line of thought for now. Um, why punish him if the majority of people are thinking, quote unquote, the right thing? Like, you only shut people off when there's, uh, there's some danger there. Like, it's the spark of truth that they don't want to spread <laughs> or common sense that's like most people have, right? Like, you only shut down things that you find dangerous. And like, why would you find a thought like that dangerous? Like, what, what are the, Worst possible things that can come out from a person thinking like that. Like, mm-hmm. I can't really think of That's anything, right. right? Well, like, I think the, the, the sad thing is I think the majority of people would agree with him. That's yeah. the thing. But it's just the loudest people have the biggest impact yeah. when it, in that industry. And then, like, and uh, he's, he's obviously been scared. So, obviously, as something's happened because... He hasn't changed his opinion, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Just because it's been spooked or whatever happened, and he had to backtrack, he hasn't changed his opinion. You don't just change your opinion like that. Like yeah. he, this is a common sense. This is this is a bloke who who is just an ordinary bloke who has common sense, and yet he's been punished for speaking what he what he speaks. And the thing is, as well, you want these are private industries. They it's the, they've got these policies or whatever in place. He would have signed a contract there. He yeah. had done something to be. And that just means he's given all his power away and, you know, is he, he would have probably weighed out the options. Is my opinion worth more than the paycheck I'm getting? Yeah. It's really sad because I don't, I think, I think it certainly is worth more, but he obviously made that choice and it's his choice to make. I think he's made, I reckon he would have so much more support if he didn't backtrack. I think mm-hmm. people would be, and, and it's going to happen one day. It's just so silly right now. Yeah. Agree. Second, man, um, you're absolutely right. You live your country. Um, it is your God-given right to have, in the First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press. Yeah. You, you, he could have stuck by that. There was absolutely nothing he said wrong. His opinion should never, never like if that's his opinion. You, you have the right to have a wrong opinion in yeah, other people's exactly opinion. <laughs> yeah. you, it is your, it is your God-given yeah. right. It's not your right to, um, you know, to maybe call upon action for that. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I want people. If you don't believe me, I want, I want you to be attacked or something like that. It's not you. Not even that. That's a gray area. I want. If you command people to attack them, yeah, then that's a, you, that's a law. You're breaking the law yeah. there. But it's your God-given right um, for your beliefs and freedom of speech and and, and everything in between there. I feel and. Because the media does swing a certain way, if you don't agree, 
If you yeah. say something that, 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 that they don't agree with, you were to get ostracized. You knock, and because, and why though? Why? What has happened? Has it always been like this? And it's just we've got more access to it now that we've re- realized this. But why is that? Why is it an accepted normal thing? And that's 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 a rhetorical yeah. question. I don't like. I don't know. Like, like, I haven't got an answer for it. If I feel like, is it is it is it like too many top powers or something like that? And what they say just follows down the chain, sort of thing. If you piss someone off there, and it just follows down the chain because they're paying your paycheck or they're paying this guy's paycheck. If you want a job, you need to you need to bloody clean up your act. I think there's something in the air, dude. I don't know. Like I feel like it's making people a little crazy because. It's not just like a minority. There's there's a large amount of people. They're still in the minority, the vocal ones who who actually think and act like this, regardless of where where you lie on the political spectrum or your belief system. It's just I don't know. It feels crazy. It feels like it feels like the world is getting crazier and crazier every day. I've got a, I've got a theory, right? Yeah. Um. Well, it's not a theory. It's more of a hope, I guess. We're still really young. We're like the guinea pigs, aren't we, when it comes to, like, um, basically information in our pockets. We're like cyborgs. Yeah. You know, we've effectively yeah. got this computer that's attached to us in our pockets, and with that comes great responsibility, and I don't think we're doing too good. No. In the general public <laughs> with that responsibility yeah. right now. Yeah. So we're still very new. Um, to add on to that as well, Um you know, we've got politicians who can basically we can we can we can get a notification from a t- from a tweet from a, from our politician, yeah. boom, in your phone, done, cool. All right, so I'll read it. Um, and with that, you're going to get people where I, I want to go back to that. You know, getting offended, mm-hmm. uh, and now I've been offended. You are responsible for that, and you have to pay the consequences for offending me. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, the context. If I'm offended. You are now responsible for that. Thankfully, in the states, it's not like you guys are protected with um with your with your bill of rights. And um, but if you go to different countries and stuff like that, if you go to Canada, mm-hmm. um, this is a real thing, and it's starting to happen over in Australia. Um, because when you say offend, like what is that like? It, is offend going to kill you, sort of thing? Is offend going to like make your your um your way of living worse? No. Yeah, but in places like I'll use Canada for example, um, within like the last five years, Jordan Peterson does a really good good piece mm-hmm. in this, and that's why um, mis uh, pro- pronouns, mispronouncing someone's gender or misgendering people as well, um, that's that's not legal there. That's an actual criminal oh. criminally charged for that for misgendering person. Doesn't matter if it was intentional or unintentional because the law doesn't see that. Like that, as in, you do get charged for it, but then you can, you know, you can prove I wasn't doing this, or I prove I was, you know, it wasn't intentional. But the charge, they don't see that. That's Sorry, crazy, dude. Like, yeah. What if, like, obviously, I'm, I'm a dude and I identify as a dude using today's language. But like, let's say I identify as a girl and someone just walked up to me and mm-hmm. called me a guy. That would be a crime. Mm-hmm. Like, without you getting like any surgery or. Dressing the part just because you identify as something else and they didn't know that could be a crime. They have, they have, they have broken the law by doing that to you. They it's crazy. <laughs> in Canada Madness. right now, it, yeah. it gets crazier. That is at the, that is the, um, 
Like that alone is just, is just unbelievable. Like that's progression gone backwards. That's not progression. That is so far in the opposite direction. It's ridiculous. Yeah. There's like, something going on at the moment. Hmm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Dougie. No, I just go on. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just, I'm just bamboozled by just, how the world is shaping It's up. very yeah. bamboozling, dude. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's scary because it's, it's Australia, the Commonwealth as well, right? right? Our, our laws are easily changed, just as easy as Canada. They, it, like, it's not as, in America, you, you can't change the Bill of Rights. Well, you know, you can, but it's much harder. Yeah. In Australia, boom. It's just, the next government could have a different set of rules over here. They are, our, the Commonwealth and the political, political system in Australia, um, you, you'll be bamboozled about how easy it is for yeah. laws to be changed here, and they do often. Okay. Um, um, back to how, to, to uh, the scarier side of the mispronouncing uh, genders or misgendering is uh, um, the acceptance of a, another gender, I guess, like that sort of thing, mm. which probably goes into that same sort of field. There is a current ongoing trial at the moment where a, where a biological man who identifies now as a female went to a mm. um, a beauty salon, I think, um, whatever there might be other terms for it, for a beauty salon to get um, get his his balls waxed. And that's no bullshit. Okay. He went in there as a female. They they said no. We're only we can't do that. We're not we can't wax your scrotum. This is only available for like you know female parts. Effectively, yeah. We're not discriminating. We're not waxing your balls. He sued him. He's suing them. There's an ongoing trial right now. He's in the news everywhere. At the moment, so it's international now. What? But guess what? Yeah. Guess what? He yeah. he he's probably going to win. He's going to win. He's probably win that trial. Yeah. To have it's it is. They did it to themselves, Canada. They 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 um. They set these really gray rules, over progressive, and look what's happened. They the people are going to take advantage of it. That's the thing, man. Like if you if you have these rules. Where it's yeah. just like it's so, there's no clear, there's no clarity. People are going to t- take advantage of that, of that to the wazoo. Because how can you say? Let's just say from the court perspective, um, you know, from the prosecutor's perspective, our client here, he has just, you know, he's been discriminated. He identifies as a female now. What has it got to do between his legs in regards to that? And you denied him service, you know, and you should be held accountable for that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like you know what's going to happen now, though. The yeah. worst thing is, oh sorry, I'll let you, I'll let you go. But the worst thing is, if this passes, they're probably going to have to say, they're probably going to put that in the law. If as long as you identify themselves, it doesn't matter what you know, what you've got, you know, what parts you've got on you, you have to accept it. They probably nearly do it to a degree, you know. I'm not familiar with the Canadian laws. I should probably look a lot of that up. This is doing. Yeah, sorry, what were you going to say? Yeah, I'm just thinking. This is doing such a huge disservice to to females, to people who uh, who are born as females. Because no matter what you choose to identify as, like I'm, I'm fine with that. But like genetically or like physiologically, if you're born as a male and you're bathed in testosterone, you 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 have physical advantages over people who don't like i mean i guess if you got hormone treatments at a young age then you would have the similar if you got estrogen in your body you'd be similar but like men or people i would just say who have a lot of testosterone 
have a physical advantage over those who don't. Like, this is kind of science. So, like, mm-hmm. thinking of cases where, like, as a guy, I don't know what it feels like, but, like, for women, they're, they're scared of uh, just being in the world because it's everything seems like a threat to them right like that kind of mm-hmm. mentality um so like yeah. to say that if you identify as a female i'm just mostly talking for people who are born as males and then they say mm-hmm. they identify as a female later on in their lives uh that opens up a door where women could possibly get abused like <laughs> you know like if they're why bother having gender distinctions at all to begin with then like why not just have uh why have a woman's soccer team and a ma- male soccer team why not just have soccer teams and then you get roles based on your skill right because then then that brings up another question right like if they're equal if they're equal to begin with right if men and women are equal they're they can compete physically. Why have a separate league? And we all know the answer is because the top tier of men outperform the top tier of women. Like the U.S. soccer team, women's soccer team, they get beat by like high school, high school boys teams. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm just bringing this up because, you know, they won and there's like this huge talk about like the pay gap between women and men. And it's just like, it's just down to numbers because women pull in smaller amounts of money, but they get paid a higher percentage. Whereas men pull in way more money and they get paid a smaller percentage, but the smaller percentage looks bigger. So then women are saying that this is sexist. And I'm just like, it's just business. (laughs) You know, sexism has nothing to do with it. Yeah. These are private companies. Yeah. Um, for one, and for two, that's right. You, you need to look in the context. You can't look at the titles, which yeah. a lot of these people do. Um, you make you raise a really good point there. Um, the women's soccer team. Are, I don't. I think with this, the women's soccer team, I don't know. You might know a bit more about them. Mm-hmm. Do they openly say we need to get more money? Or is it yeah, more there's a lawsuit. The there's a lawsuit going okay. on. Yeah, there's a lawsuit, which is yeah. just unbelievable. So there'd be a lot of lawsuit against a private company which they're trying to say what you're doing is discrimination. Yeah. That, that, that would be the trial, right? Pretty much. Okay, so that's where I've got a problem because um, – and that nearly sounds like an open-shut case, right? Because does that mean Should like – <laughs> Should be. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you raised a good point. Um, the American soccer team, they pull in more money. Yeah. Okay? They pull in more money and, in fact, if, they, if, 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 if it was equal, if they, if they wanted equality – they'd be getting the same percentage of the money that they were pulling yeah, in. Yeah, which means they would be paid less. The, the women's soccer team would get so paid less, actually, if they wanted to be equal. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. that just and, – and they don't care about the context. They say, well, we're not getting paid as high as the, um, as the, the male soccer team here. That's unequal. Yeah. That is lawsuit. That is discrimination. That is lawsuit. But then you're like, well, well listen – the American soccer team is pulling more money of merch, more sales, more views. They're going to pay a percentage of those like that. Yeah. Capitalism. Come on. Like, is it, how hard is that? It's, but, um, yeah, it's a hot, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's just like, it's not fair. It's so their version of equality is to have an advantage. And that's just, that is just, it's plain as day. It's never going to be good enough. Yeah. Um, what level they get to. They they talk about really this, like, 
Sorry. Yeah, just going on along again, because, uh, you know, like, people can think that we're on one side or we're, like, trying to go against another. But, like, I'm genuinely looking out for everyone's best interest, no matter who they are or what gender they are. And saying that women are equal to men in every regard and treating them as equal when, you know, they think differently, they feel differently. Most of the time, they have a lot more common sense than the general guy, but, like... By saying that they're equal, you're putting them at, at a great risk for like, you know, like let's say for a swimming pool, you have the same changing room for everyone because you're saying that genders are equal, right? There's no distinction then. Yeah. Um, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that women are going to get raped <laughs> like if you have that kind of situation. Like there's, by understanding the differences between men and women, that's when you can start to make things more equal, not by treating them equal from the start. Like, mm-hmm. Otherwise, you would have the women compete with male soccer teams and they would be on the bottom tier. Like, That's just, that's just how it is. That's why they're in a separate league. Yep. Also, they'll get injured more often because men are more aggressive. They're, they resort to violence a lot easier. Like, There's a lot of soccer clips of... Guys just getting wrecked and their legs bending in the wrong way because they got tackled. <laughs> it's like, oh, that looks like it hurts. Whereas women are more, they're, they're nicer to each other. They can be as violent, I guess, but it's generally not there, the percentages, the data to support that kind of mental behavior. Yeah. Um, it's very true. Yeah. Oh, it's just going back to the idea. Uh-huh. It's just they, people want equality of outcome. Whereas like, Again, like if they get to pay the same amount of money, that's equality, but that doesn't work. Like they use the same argument where, oh, like the technology STEM, like science and technology uh, is run by mostly men, but that's because guys like doing that more than women. (laughs) So they're saying there's inherent sexism here because the numbers aren't equal. So they want it to be 50% men and 50% women. But then you get into all all sorts of problems because then you got to be like, all right, that's not enough. There has to be equal amount of Asian men, white men, black men, Hispanic, right? And then you're like, all right, that's not enough there. You got to go and make sure that every single age is represented, right? When do you stop with that nonsense? Um, It's just that, you know, context and facts don't matter. Where's the line? Yeah, where's the line? Like... (sighs) whatever happened and i think for credit um in my experience in the work industry um it's always been about skill yeah. i don't know if there is metrics there that they need to they need to meet i don't know if there is a quota that they need to meet um um based on diversity or, or anything like that um for the most part in my experience in my limited working experience i found the the skill of the worker first and then everything else after yeah. sort of thing. and that is the way that it should work. Yeah. True, true equality would mean no genders in sport. You just have the best. Yeah. <laughs> say, say, say goodbye to every female professional athlete in that area. And that's not being, that is just like, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to sound like um, professional female athletes aren't incredibly talented for, for what they do there. The, you know, I guarantee the best professional um, UFC player, sorry, UFC not even the best. I reckon this, this the the average, even the worst female UFC um, fighter would kick my ass. Yeah, okay? totally. Like, and I've got a shitload more testosterone. What this chick would have? She's a professional, but she. What about the have? A, what about the worst um, UFC 
men, he would kill me probably. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just <laughs> yeah. different. You can't have a yeah. quality when things are different like that. You can't. There's just two different things. Um, when you said the STEM field thing, when it's like it's not fair in terms of equality based on the gender, for example, more they're not. If it's based on skill and application numbers alone, that should be enough. It doesn't yeah. matter what what because if if they need to make made a quota, right? If they need to say I need to meet X number of um of um this racial demographic or this this gender or whatever like that, I need to meet this quota. Guess who you are? You are missing out on someone who is more qualified because they didn't meet those. Qu- they weren't in that um, in that metric there. Exactly. It's just, it's, yeah. That to me is not equality. That is um that is cherry picking. Yeah, that is cherry picking. And it's actually it's discrimination because you're discriminating against qualified people oh, based yes. on the basis of race and gender. It's uh, actually it, kind it of ironic. Comes, yeah. Yes, it just goes full yeah. circle. And you know what? Imagine if this is something that happens. We like we're always going to be. I think in terms of just like westernized. Western society, we're always going to be more, we're always going to be progressive. But if we start going to that sort of uh, mentality and that's going to be accepted, we're not going to go as fast as we should be going. No, we're going to go you know backwards. I mean? <laughs> but like going going back yeah. to the equality of outcome, I, I, I do believe in, in like if people want to get to the base, base of sexism and racism, you got to focus on the equality of opportunities. So you got to make sure that if there's a female out there who's qualified, who wants to work in STEM, that she has been given the same opportunity as a male. And I think in today's day and age, we've pretty much, we have that. It's just that women aren't interested, just like men aren't interested in nursing, where, you know, like a lot of nurses are females because they're just, they want to do right. that and they're better. Um, yep. And it's kind of weird. It's so female-dominated yeah, area. Yeah. And like one yep. thing I do, I think we could focus better on is making sure that the people in charge of companies are making like uh, giving women who are qualified a fair shot at promotions and, and leadership positions. Cause uh, the people who happen to be female and are excellent at their jobs don't want to be at the front lines and they don't want to have the spotlight on them. So generally, or they're less aggressive at wanting promotions. So generally they're passed over. And I think that's a real shame because you're, you're kind of diluting your leadership pool to people who might not be qualified. They're just really loud. You know, I've seen that happen yeah, in some right. companies. The loudest person gets picked, but yeah. And that's one real issue is we can, we can focus on uh, to make sure that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, females have an equal opportunity or maybe uh, some people of other race are being discriminated against. We don't know, but we got to focus on making sure everyone has an equal chance if if they're qualified as opposed to making sure that there's the same number of blank people on like categories you know that's insane well, how do we yeah. come to this that in my eyes is equality yeah is basically giving everyone the same opportunity and if you're the best person for the job you get the job doesn't yeah. everything else doesn't matter that to me it is shouldn't equality. matter yeah. if you argue that you know um I'd love to hear why, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love to have yeah. my mind change. Oh, uh, no, they, they do have, I understand some of the reasons. Like they're saying that uh, there's a system in place, systematic discrimination, so they don't get that uh, chance, I guess. And so like it's up to the government to step okay. in and give them an unfair advantage to make up for that systematic discrimination, which, you know, doesn't really work. Um, yeah, okay, so... Yeah. From someone who's like, if if I if you 
opportunistic mm-hmm. and I want to either go into a different area or progress in my career, some sort of like that. You need, there's going to be one thing you have to understand. You probably, you might find yourself in an existing business company, whatever. And, you know, when, in terms of like going in, in um, progressing further, that might not mean going up. That might need going to a different, different level, like different, um, I don't know, let's just say, for example, maybe a different department or a different field within that company if you are set on that company or business or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. it's not always up. Because that's not realistic because there's going to be people that are going to be at at the job that you've got now that you want effectively that they earned that job, they're qualified for that job, and they're doing that job sort of thing. So you might have to look at different avenues if you're committed for that company. Totally. Um, Second would be um, what you said, systematic disadvantage. Yeah, that's what what's, people would argue. I don't, I don't completely believe that exists, at least in America, because anyone can make it in America if you try hard enough. So I don't believe that exists. Absolutely. But anyways, going along people with people aren't going to hand you things. Yeah. People aren't going to hand you success. Like that's yeah. the point of it. The most so so to me, the the term systematic disadvantage. I'd have to really look that up. But that seems like the system is being built to put certain demographics or diversities at a disadvantage mm-hmm. and other ones at an advantage. Yeah. What is the disadvantage of you going online and having, going, finding some job applications and putting an application in there? What's the disadvantage there? Is the disadvantage potentially not getting an interview? Or is it like what were the dis, I'm, you know, this is, well, this is not heaps, this is not so much rhetorical, but yeah. I'm just trying to, trying to like yeah. see why they're doing so that. So like some people, it, yeah, would say that if you're, let's say your name sounds Hispanic, that you would be passed over. Uh, you like your your resume wouldn't even be looked at. Some people would argue that, um, and that could be true at some locations. Uh, you know, if your name sounds too black or Asian, they might not want you there. Uh, just don't work there. <laughs> you know, not every place is like that. Yeah. Do you really want to work at a place? Let's just say there are places like yeah. that that are living in the Stone Age, and they passed on you based yeah. on your name alone. Because I, I don't want to work there. You're not going to have race yeah. in the application field. <laughs> Do you want to work there? Do you want to work there? No. It sounds like you just dodged a bullet. Yeah, you know? he did. But yeah, like, like for, for me, I, yeah, again, like I don't think, like it makes it harder for sure, but like making it is hard anywhere. Like there's so many examples of people who were born with nothing of all races, of all genders, making it, making something of themselves through hard work and determination and that's something that i admire growing up in america and i see in other countries as well and i feel like what's happening now is kind of taking that away from people like it's it's basically right. kind of like me arguing that why aren't i bigger on twitch or youtube i should be given that audience instead of me having to work for it because the answer is simple. If I'm not big, it's because I'm not good enough yet. I'm lacking something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like everyone who made it always says the same thing. You got to grind for like a decade, man. Mr. Beast grinded for a decade. Like all these people. Uh, anyway, sorry, I, just, I cut you off. Yeah, I'll stop. No, there. that's so true. Yeah. Like, I'm really glad you brought up Mr. Beast because he's just like he 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 did it for the fun. Yeah, but he, he he had a goal though. Like he he yeah. he had an outcome that he was going for, and he got it. I love his story because it's just so just so achievable when you put it like that. Yeah. he's obviously he's very clever. Like in his own right, there's something in there. If he didn't do, if he wasn't successful on YouTube, maybe not to the same degree of success in a different field, but he would have 
done pretty good, pretty okay. Yeah. Um, I was going to touch up on. Yeah. Um, let's just we'll move on after this, but let's just say with that systematic disadvantage thing, because mm-hmm. that's really interesting to me. Like, as in the system, because let's just say that if that's a legitimate thing. Let's just say that is an that's something that a, that a company, like a big company, has mm-hmm. accepted, or like they're not going to talk about it and stuff like that. But let's just say that there's a team working together for that to work, man. That's not just one person. Th- just shutting, like, saying, no, I don't like that job, job application because let's just say that's a trend. People, yeah. people see trends. People see there's name. There's, oh, it, you know, Jeff has been declining, um, throwing out res, uh, resumes um, and only accepting resumes for, like, you know, people with English names, for example. Yeah. And he's throwing out resumes with uh, foreign, foreign, like, lasting sound names. They won't even be foreign people, you know, just whatever. That's not going to last, bro. HR will throw the book at that sort of stuff as yeah. well. But I am giving a lot of credit to that company being a nice, clean, yeah. nice and peachy sort of. So that systematic disadvantage is it? I'd love to hear. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually watch some, watch some more yeah. information on that because that's. I, I, I wouldn't even. I, know I'll give you one example, can. a quick example that you can really use. So like, uh, one, one is basically you go to a bank and you want a loan, and then you can be denied a loan based on your race. Even with good credit history, so they they do tests like this. Where um, I was talking to a woman who was who grew up in the ghettos, uh, wanted to be attorney general, I think. Uh, so that that was her job. So she would go in, uh, and then they would test these uh, businesses to test for discrimination with tests like that. So it okay. it can the problem could can exist right it's there but i believe that it's more based on statistics rather than actual discrimination so probably cuz yep. if you think about it i'm just talking about from a business's perspective why would yeah, you absolutely. deny an entire race or gender cuz that's bad business that's you can get money from that the only reason you would deny them is because accepting them would mean you would lose money like the chance mm-hmm. for losing money is greater if you accept business from that whatever so like for banks you know like a certain demographic might not pay back on their loans they might default on it so that's the reason why they could deny someone based on you know other factors and that's why it's kind of hard to determine if there's actually systematic discrimination in place or if it's just a business relying on information to make sure that they're making the most possible amount of money like that's why it's kind of hard to determine it. That's why I think, you know, while I, I definitely do think it exists in small pockets, you know, isolated incidences, <laughs> like people can be jerks, right? They can be stupid. Mm. But in general, you just won't make money. You just won't make money if you're racist or sexist. Yeah. Like If you're a bad businessman, yeah. be a racist, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Missing out on a lot of potential there, yeah. but like you're right. Like at the end of the day, it's a business, man. They're going to do whatever is right to 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 satisfy the, the totally the um the shareholders. That's all. That's all they mm-hmm. care about. It's all it all comes down to. And if people start like, I think it's really that's a really good example of the disadvantage when it comes to banks. Even though because they are that is this bank has to do an, uh, has to analyze the risk of a mm-hmm. person, right? based on the return that they should get from them. Now, because they are privately owned as well, they they, they could have their own unique criteria when it comes to that. If race is in there, that's I've got a I've got a big problem with that. That's that shouldn't be a criteria. It should be based on 
based on credit mm-hmm. history, based on employment history, based on the same things that um, every person, every any demographic diversity should be judged at. You know, it's a bank. Yeah. Again, they're a private business. At the end of the day, they can be scummy as they want. But totally. I think everyone can agree with that. The only people that would disagree with that, you probably don't want to have. Yeah. You know, there's <laughs> much common sense in there. Yeah. Now that I think is legitimate. Like that, that to me sounds like a legitimate reason, like for system, systematic discrimination. Yeah. I wouldn't even, oh. And that is something when you go back to maybe like another, like a, like a company, um, or maybe these people putting the blame on companies saying they're getting disadvantaged from, you know, systematic dis, uh, disadvantage from another place. That's given a little bit of discredit to maybe the systematic disadvantage in places where it exists. Like, yeah, potentially. Totally. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. That's where I thought it went with it. It's, 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 that's, it's, that's, yeah. I don't know enough about that one. I'm gonna, that, that's a really, really good one. I yeah, it's, it's kind of like people don't want to work hard for anything in life, and when things don't go their way, they just blame someone else and expect it to be handed to them. It's just, I think that's let's, just it. It's you're absolutely right, and in fact, let's just let's just um, I'll throw this a scenario at you. Mm-hmm. Let's just say you're a, you're a Twitch streamer, you've got the voice of our generation, the Velvet Voice, okay, <laughs> and then. You, you're, um, the content you put out there is very entertaining and for the most part you get, um, you, you, you know, you get that recognition for it. Okay. Awesome. But let's just say, let's just say also, um, there's another person who might not have the voice of a generation, however, and she's, and it's a female, let's just okay. say it's a female, a really good looking female and she's awesome. wearing nothing but maybe like a, like a two piece suit sort of thing, thing like that. Okay. And yes. she's just dribbling nonsense. <laughs> Barely playing the game, and she's pulling like three thousand yeah. um, concurrent streams. Where's our? Where, where's the? Uh, where's the? Um, where's the equality? <laughs> Give the me half of there. our viewers. That's that's equality, right? It goes both that's, ways. <laughs> that's right, dude. Yeah. If we want equality, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the systematic disadvantage there. The, yeah. You haven't <laughs> got the body of a twenty-year-old female. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, you know, uh, all things considered, it's funny because I think, yeah, you can, you can like compare everything to Twitch and YouTube. We, you know, if you're like a small time streamer, you can always blame there being some kind of systematic disadvantage or, you know, you can start envying the e-girls, quote unquote e-girls. Mm. <laughs> but like, you know, if you look at guys who are doing well, it's just, you just gotta get better. You just gotta stick in there. You gotta, you gotta grind it out. It takes many years for something right. to show up. Like, you know, no matter the quality of your content, you just need that recognition. You need, you need exposure, and that takes time to build. Like, it's just mm-hmm. anything worth doing right. takes hard work and a lot of time. It's never gonna happen instantly. No, that's right. Yeah, because then while. Would it feel as good if it happened instantly? Yeah, if it instant it success, would you really appreciate yeah. it? I already know because I cheated it. in video games, and it's I stopped playing the game now because it just spoiled it for me. I didn't have to work for that progression. That's really good. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a really good um an analogy of that actually. Hey, yeah, like you can you can get to the outcome in a video game by using a cheat, but is it going to feel as good? It's not. Like you. you Again, you could probably use different examples. Like, let's just say, like, you did a stream and you started killing it, and, you, and like instantly, you might not feel satisfied about the stream. You might even lose a bit of respect about it because you think that was easy. But you're gonna appreciate 
everything that comes with it. You can appreciate the money. You can appreciate the exposure yeah. and stuff like that. But you're not going to appreciate the system because you're like, you didn't work hard for it. Totally. Um, yeah, man, that's funny. One thing I just want to also put in there, mm-hmm. like, one thing um, when, I was, when I was saying about, like, you know, that, that scenario there, let's just say, like, you know, that Twitch streamer, there was a female who was killing it who had, you know, wasn't much. <laughs> yeah. much. The difference there is that you do see a couple of YouTube, um, you know, I guess like like male YouTubers who do have problems with that, saying, "Oh, Twitch is just getting taken over by these, by these, um, by these females who sort of use a half a cam show." Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe, but they just if you try and we, we you, it's a really fine line. We don't want to be having that same conversation that people are having now, saying, "Well, because I'm a female in the work industry." I'm now at a disadvantage because you're a male sort of thing. Yeah. I think for the most part, when, when that's not really happening in Twitch, and unless you've seen a different side. No, I, I think it's it's a, it's, it's it's a business person. They see a market, and they're taking advantage of the market as much as they can. You know? Yeah, it's I just agree, 100%. It's just business when it comes down to it. And I'm all business. Like... Let's let's be honest. If we were in the same situation, wouldn't you? Like, I probably I wouldn't probably go to that to that <laughs> to that level where I was like, you know, relying on my assets. Yeah. I mean, I'd like people to sort of maybe tune in for me, sort of thing. But dude, you're female. Like, if you're female, you sexy as that's an advantage. You know? It's an advantage. Yeah. Also, else, it's know, a double edged sword, though. Like, you get a lot of harassment and like nasty treatment, and you know, it's, so like, there's a double edged sword. Like. Ah, uh, good, excellent yeah. point. See, like that—that's a really good point. I could only imagine the nasty, yeah. oh man, just the like, cringiest stuff. Yeah, f- as a guy, the only thing you get is like trolls. You know, like that's pretty much it. But like, you don't get like nasty comments directed at you as a guy no, most right. of the time. So like, you don't get, yeah, you don't get people slipping into your DMs. Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I can only imagine the nasty shit they must get sent yeah. their way. I, oh, so man. it evens out, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, like, and that's that's and that's something that we can be grateful for. We're not going to get like a weird. We might, but we're not going to get yeah. like, a weird little little whisper on on Twitch saying, "You fine." Yeah, exactly. Fine, like, it's not going to be creepy. <laughs> like, I guess if you're like a really good looking guy, but the funny thing is, like, e guys aren't mm-hmm. a thing because girls have way high, higher standards. <laughs> so you have to be like. You know, god tier level. I've noticed. Like, I think they had like a survey where you know, for guys, what they consider attractive is kind of like a common bell curve. So, like, you know, if you're average looking, guys, most guys will consider you attractive if you're a girl. But like, if you're a girl and you're looking at guys, it's like flat all of a sudden and the spike at the very end. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous, bro. Yeah. It's like you're either just a, a model, an actual yeah. model, or you, or then you're just a guy. Yeah. That's why you don't see a lot of e-guys, you know? That's why, you know, if I do see an e-guy, you know, props to you, man. You made it. You're one of the few. You're living the dream. Every man wants to be an (laughs) e-guy. Now we need some more e-guys. Yeah. Some actors to turn into streamers. Yeah. (laughs) They could do it. Yeah. You know, there's a... I stumbled across a UFC streamer. Like, he's a professional UFC fighter, and he's just streaming World of Warcraft. It's crazy. Okay, that's epic. Is that big? And they're like, you know, he's um probably not. He's objectively not like a model looking dude, but mm. shit, he'd have the body of a model sort of thing. But like, again, people don't tune in for that. They just yeah. tune in because he's a UFC fighter and he's playing World of Warcraft. Like that's 
that is an, an, enough appeal. You That's think crazy. A, a guy would would be going? You'd be their audience would just be females, right? You'd think. Or people who are attracted to him. You'd think that's all it would be, right? Same thing as yeah. like the e-girls here. It's predominantly um, people who are attracted to the girl. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, man, we had a good slog. What time What time is it where you're at at the moment? Uh, It's 8.46 p.m. Oh, we've done great. Yeah. yeah we've a great slog. <laughs> went on for a while there. Three hours about. Yeah, it goes quick, hey. Yep. That was um. No man, I guess we let's wrap it up, eh? I reckon we've had a bloody great slog. (laughs) Flatcast where we discussed flat Earth for like maybe twenty minutes. Yeah. (laughs) And the rest was just. I I like this format. Yeah. Just a lot about Twitch, a lot about just content creating, uh, politics in general. I think it's just like a talk show kind of a little bit. Yeah, if I was going to put, like, a genre on it, it is probably more of a talk show, hey? Like, this, because we went into this um, not really having any topics. We're just like, let's just riff and see how we go. And it was pretty, the whole thing was 100% organic. Yep. Maybe we uh, we can find, sorry, man, go ahead. I said no outline, just just saying 100% organic. Yeah, that's right. I'm not looking at any Google Doc. There's, like, nothing in front of me. (laughs) I'm putting notes down. I've put down... I've got three notes I've put down here. Marvel, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., iZombie, and Systematic Disadvantage. All right. (laughs) That's what I've taken away. Yeah, those TV shows aren't great. Um, I'm just saying I enjoyed them. Just keep that in mind if you watch it, you know. No worries. Um, Maybe... I had heaps of fun. I wouldn't mind doing this again. Yeah. Um, I reckon this is good to sort of... It's a bit of a feeler, wasn't it? Yep. See see how it went. Maybe and we can like find like a topic we can just because you've done a whole the podcast you've done uh mainly like um like breakdowns of, of, of film and stuff, yep. aren't they? And like Yeah. Maybe we should I, I love the idea of that, so I'd love to be on maybe one of Yeah, maybe if we just find a film that you like and I could watch it and we could sort of break it down. Sure. Riff on that. Yeah, I can have you on a guest. Yeah, whatever, eh? uh, on as a guest for the Pointy Hat cast. <laughs> oh, hell yes. Yeah. We don't have a lot of listeners, minutes. so, it, you know, <laughs> I don't think it would matter, but. No, that sounds fun, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to, love to, love to riff, chew the spit. Yep. Man, I'm about to go have some lunch. How funny is that? It's nearly midday. Wow. Okay, perfect. <laughs> it's like it's turned out like it's worked out really well here. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Thank you so much for um, yeah putting this all together. I really appreciate oh, I, it. I didn't do anything. I'm just I just showed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So modest. Yeah. The modest duck man. Oh no, I'm just being true. I I really didn't do anything. So. It just sort of fell together perfectly, didn't it? Yeah. It was um, no, it was really good. Um, thanks for rocking the merch as well. Oh uh, yeah, I gotta the show Oak it. Merch. Oak face merch. Check it out. Check out the link. <laughs> Twitch TV Oak face gamer. You can go there for the merch. I gotta show it proper though, cause people gotta see it. All right. Oh, thanks, brother. I'm so I'm so chuffed with that design. Hey, that um turned out great. I mean, so it's like half. It's like yeah. the oak face that's been cut in half. And it's got a brain there. So we've got like just for context, for everyone, we've got a, we've got a store wide sale there to celebrate 
the new Sob Moisty line. Sob Moisty is this is another a Twitch streamer that I've gotten really close with. Uh, he's from Australia, actually. Um, I just got a whole lot of his line on there. So, Ducky, I'm still I've still got a slot for you, mate. If, when yeah. We, when we get some, I, let me think of some designs. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It's a bit of fun, you know. Bit, bit of, it's just it's a it's a it's a, it's a really fun thing to to you know to be part of and to learn about. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna love it. It's gonna be really cool. Mm-hmm. You get like your own dashboard and stuff, so you can nice. check and see like um, everything. You know where, where where the traffic's coming from, who's buying stuff, um, what the favorite products are, all that sort of stuff. It's really cool. Mm. I've, I've put it all together to make it nice and you know as easy as as it, as it can be for for the vendor. Gotcha. But cool, man. Um, I think, uh, yeah. Let's. Um, I'll, I'll talk to you this week. Okay. We'll see the possibility of a of a new of another potty. And mate, oh, dying white. I'll definitely check that out. And we might. That might be gotcha. something. Gotcha. If up. you don't have the coupon, it's full price, and it's not worth buying at full price. Just letting you know. Uh, you can check out Steam. Okay. I think I might even. I yeah. might have it. Oh, okay. Awesome. So I'll have a look. If not, I'll see. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah, just wait for the next sale. It's going to be fifteen bucks, maybe less. Oh wow, that's an yeah. awesome sale! Cool, brother. Um, I'll thank you for this. I'll talk to you this week. Yeah, and guys, thank you for tuning in. Till next time. It. Are we signing off now? <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll sign off. Okay. Hey, so, I'm so bad at signing off. What, do you, what is your What is your procedure? I mean, it depends if it's like a podcast or not. But let's say you know, for here, it'd be like you know, you would want to drop your your uh, Twitch handle or your real name. So it depends on like what you're going for here. You know, for your podcast. Okay. So like for my movie podcast, I use my first name, but like for Twitch, I use Ducky O'Brien because I'm on Twitch. I'm Ducky O'Brien, and then when I'm doing my podcast, I'm just me. I'm more closer to me than like whatever my online persona is. So like you gotta figure that out, and then you just drop your names, and then um, probably whatever like places where people want to find you, you can be like hit me up on Twitch. Oh, okay, cool. You know, or like put that in the description, and then just just say bye, guys, and end it there. <laughs> it's up bye. to you, whatever you find comfortable. You know, sorry, I ruined your sign up there. <laughs> Breaking that's the fourth good, wall there. Good, yeah, it, it's a nice, it's a it's a good summary of what it is. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll just use that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've got all the details in below anyway, so if, if anyone wants to check yeah. it out on the YouTube page, just have a look. <laughs> Send it there, I guess. Cool, <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you very all much. Right. Yeah, thank you as well. I'll talk to you in a week. Yeah. See you. That's how you do. This has been episode one of the Pointy Flatcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, if you want to check us out on Twitch, we are Ducky O'Brien and Oakface Gaming. We also have YouTube channels and have other podcasts on movies. If you want to check all of that out, the information will be in the description to this podcast. Thank you once again, and hopefully you'll check us out on the next episode of the Pointy Flatcast. <laughs>